0: Howdy do who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gary my name's adam and this is episode 252 yes it is one day i shall come back yes i shall come back until then
1: there must be no regrets no tears no anxieties just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that i am not mistaken in mine
2: our lives are different too
3: be
2: great at curating I'd be the great curator.
4: <laughs>
2: I could retire and do that. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000
3: years and not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes
0: it's about time that I did something about that
2: bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage and a hint
5: of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the doctor. Sorting
0: out fair play throughout the universe. Hey there, Who fans. Hope you've all had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something Something Doctor Who Who. related. Related, Happy birthday, old Tom Baker. Oh, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom.
6: How old was he? 86, wasn't it? 86, yeah. And still just as mischievous and just charismatic and amazing as ever.
0: Yeah, he doesn't show any signs of stopping, really. Good. It's quite remarkable. I know. It's great. It's really good.
6: Yeah, it's good. He's still doing conventions and stuff, isn't he? Well, over here, I know he doesn't go abroad, but yeah, he's still doing cons and mm-hmm. lots of big finish. He loves his big finish now.
0: He does. He mentions uh, it yeah. in
6: pretty much every interview, doesn't he? I don't know if you've noticed. I bet Nick Briggs loves it.
0: I was good. Yeah, Nick Briggs mm. must be. It's, yeah, because if Tom says it's cool, then it's cool, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, talking of big finish, they had a really good sale timed quite nicely for Tom's birthday. Mm. They're doing this thing at the moment, the flash sale, where they're going through each of the doctors, and it very nicely. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but it very nicely falls on the fourth Doctor's era for a bunch of sales for Tom's birthday. So that was kind of cool. Mm. Yes. 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 I did.
6: The, his audios are good. I, I've just bought the, it hasn't, I think it might've been released today actually, as we record um, the latest one, which is Tom Baker, Matthew Wartell, Lila Ward. So it's that TARDIS team, you know, Adric and Romana. Yes. Um, and I think, am I right in saying it's the first time those, I don't know, but it's a, yeah, it's a new set with them. Uh, And I thought, oh, that's good. That'll be good. I don't know if they recorded together. Probably not. Um, But um, yeah, I've pre-ordered that. I believe it's released today. So I'm quite looking forward to, might get a chance to listen to a bit later.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get cracking with the show, we've got some news coming up. Not really anything that exciting. We're talking about viewing figures for the last couple of eps. And we have some interesting merch to talk about. Hmm. And then we're on to our review of Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. I think this will be an interesting one this
6: week. You know, because why is that? I was watching this again last night, and I thought some episodes I kind of get an inkling of what you might think. I think, no, oh, you know, I bet Gary loved that bit, or no, oh, Gary would have hated that. And this one, genuinely, cannot gauge. This could go either way. I could not. When I got to the end of it, I was thinking. Because it's not, I don't know, it's not like Orphan 55, which was so Marmite. This one is just sort of there. And I thought, I know, what will Gary have made of this? So I'm, I'm gen- genuinely intrigued when we get to the review to see if you liked it or not. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. it just can't tell. Just can't tell with this one. It's on a knife edge, this one. Mm-hmm. Could drop yeah. either way.
6: Yeah. It's interesting. And you don't know if I liked it or not.
0: Exactly that, yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: It's exciting times.
6: Yeah. <laughs> just trying to build it up, build up the suspense. <laughs>
0: Before we get cracking with today's show, remember to subscribe to our show. Just do a search for us on any podcast app that you listen to podcasts on, or head over to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can find buttons there that will link off to those various networks. That way you don't miss a show when they land every Friday. And if you can spare a minute to give us a review on whatever podcast app uh, or network, that would be amazing because it helps us out loads. Uh, with discoverability and all that stuff, and we're also on the social networks Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just do a search for the Big Blue Box Podcast. Now, do not confuse us with uh, a similar-sounding podcast. I've had that a couple of times recently. Have you? Yes, there is a there is a podcast out there called the Blue Box Podcast.
6: There is indeed. I've I've
0: listened to it. Yes, I used to listen to it. it used to be pretty good. Mm. I'm sure it still is, but I just haven't listened to it for a while. All oh, right, <laughs> but uh, do not confuse them with ourselves. You need to add the big in there, the big Blue Box podcast. You
6: can see our our big cheesy mugs, yes, mug shots on the on the picture, can't
0: you? Yeah, yeah. What's going, going they, on? Did... Tweeted you the other day, didn't reply. <laughs> well, hello, who are you?
4: <laughs>
0: that don't not <laughs> matter. You're not replying. Ah. Uh, You found us then, because you tweeted the wrong people the other day, obviously.
6: (laughs) They're probably like, I don't remember saying that was awful. I don't (laughs) (laughs)
0: remember. Yes. I remember talking about Funko Pops. Yeah. I could talk to you about Funko Pops. That's fine. Mm. Ah, Funko Pops. Fortunately, we've not had any Doctor Who ones announced recently, which is good. Keeping them at bay. (laughs) You used to like them. I don't know what what went wrong. You've changed. I've changed, mate. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Right. What have you been up to, bud? You done anything Doctor Who-wise?
6: Well, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I've been listening to a bit of Big Finish, actually. It's been a while. I've Because I've been so busy, uh, I just really haven't had a chance to, to listen to Big Finish. And so, yeah, I had a bit of time at last. Um, the problem is I can't really talk about it because it's in our news section. So I'll talk about it later on when we get to it. But yeah, there's a certain release that's just come out. Um, And normally, um, you know, once they drop, I think, yeah, I'll download that this week and I'll list it. But there's been a bit of a buzz around this one. Uh, So, but I'll talk about it when we get to it on the merch section. So, yeah, but this is a bit of that. Um, I finished off Dalek Invasion Earth as well. You know, I watched half of it last week and uh, I finished that up. Nice. nice. um, But we haven't reviewed it. So I can't talk about that either. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, so I have been doing some Dot2 stuff. It's been nice actually to dip into... A bit of classic, and also to get back into big finish. Um, and yeah, the only other thing I've done is I took a trip up to London on Monday and with our good friend Adam. And uh, we we just kept it very simple. We just went to FP. Uh, absolutely didn't buy anything. <laughs> I'm afraid um, there wasn't just wasn't anything in Let's there. Say there's nothing in there. That's yeah, there's it's so barren in there. It's unbelievable. Although that might be about to change. Uh, looking at something else we've got in our new section, but. Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't buy anything for there. And then we went to the Disney store. Um, Adam was very excited because I was totally unaware that they've got a little Star Wars section upstairs. Um, and it's really cool actually. So sorry, not Dr. Who related, but very cool. <laughs> Nonetheless, they've got a wicked Star Wars section in the Disney store. Um, uh, but yeah, in the end, I just come out with a giant, uh, Mickey plush and that was it. No, I didn't mind I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything. It was all too expensive. But yeah, it's a very nice stuff there. So yeah, that's been me. Yeah, it's been a good good couple of days really. I've managed to do a few little bits, keep cool, myself cool. entertained. Yeah. I'm I'm loving dipping into Dot Two and I'm very excited for the season twenty six should finally be released uh on Monday. So I'm very excited for that next week. That's probably all I'll be talking about. Um have you
0: ordered yours from good old Zoom? I did, yes. And my payment I went lot- out on Monday.
6: Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people are saying it's um, they've got their dispatched to warehouse confirmation, which means it's on its way. Okay. So yeah, so yours should be on its way very soon. Well, are you looking to see if you've got your confirmation? Indeed, yes. Yeah. Oh I mean, no, yeah. They,
0: do they normally email you then and say? Um, it's- oh, I don't know how
6: they know. I've just it's just in one of the. One of the group chats, someone on Facebook, Let I me just saw have a people look. saying, "Oh, yeah, it's gone to the warehouse. It must be on its way." And I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, mine says sent to warehouse.
6: Oh, there you go. Yes. Oh, it's probably when you sign into your account. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's good, mate. It's at the warehouse, just waiting to be dispatched. Just um, sitting
0: there, mocking us from afar,
6: <laughs> laughing at you from because yep. they, they do sometimes arrive a couple of days early from Zoom, don't they? They sometimes arrive on the Friday and Saturday, so yeah. you might even have it at the weekend. Imagine that.
0: Oh, that would be lovely, you know, because I've got some plans on Saturday, but Sunday is mm-hmm. going to be a nice lazy one. So if it does turn up yeah, on Friday yeah. or Saturday, that's going to be lovely. That does sound good. That
6: does yeah. sound good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I nearly forgot. I might yeah, I might actually, you just might have been talking about Saturday. There's a Phantom are doing their Chiswick event, um, the first one this year, and uh, Sophie Aldred's there. So I might pop along to that on Saturday. So if anybody listening wants to meet Sophie Aldred – uh, tickets are only £10, um, there's a, some other guests there as well from Who, and um, yeah, I believe they're going to have the season 26 sets
0: there, they will, on a yep.
6: first come first serve basis, so mm-hmm. yeah, I might might nip along to that, as I've got Saturday off, I might do that.
0: Yeah, no, they're really cool though, I haven't been to a Phantom event for a while now actually, I think, yeah, I didn't go to any of them last year, the last one I went to was a year before that, but I remember they're very, very cool little events, quite intimate, uh, not as busy, quite cheap. Yeah, it's good. Yeah,
6: yeah. Sophie's autographs, ten pounds. I mean, you can't, you know, photo with her is ten pounds for professional photo shoots. Ten pound. So it's um yeah, it's a, It might be worth doing that actually. Yeah. I haven't been able to go because of work. I've missed the last couple. Um, I really wanted to go to one last year with um, Caroline Ford or William Russell. And uh, I saw the photo shoots from that, and I was so jealous. So it's like they Got like a really nice backdrop now, um, and you know all the photos people got with those two were just brilliant. I was very sad to miss that, but so so yeah, it'd be good. To, might go along to them. They are nice chilled events. Yeah, might
0: do that. They are indeed. Putting it in my yeah.
6: diary as we speak.
0: <laughs> yeah, and those guys came to the rescue for me last year as well. With the they did didn't they? Yeah, yeah, with the uh, season. Uh, what was it? Season, tw- no.
6: It was the Katie one, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. What was the we, uh season? Season? Um, can't remember the the John Pertwee one. Yeah, hey, people all know. Yeah. yeah, that one. Uh, one I had a, a big screw up, I managed to bag one. That those that, that was the cheapest I could find was on the Phantom website. For anybody interested, by the way, you need to spell it F A N Phantom. Yes. Uh, just if you want to have a look at these events or whatever, just do a search for Phantom events in london but yeah i got a signed copy for 70 quid it sounds a lot but that was a lot cheaper than paying than uh you know just a generic non-signed version that was i think it was like 250 quid mm, was the indeed. cheapest i could find yeah
6: yeah it was season 10 wasn't it season yeah. 10 that's the one yeah i'm looking at it it's currently 132
0: on amazon oh amazon i've got some of them
6: and that's well. It's as I guess it's a third-party seller, but yeah, uh, right. no, it's not actually Amazon selling it, but it's on Amazon. Uh, One hundred thirty-two ninety-nine if you want it now, plus four pounds twenty-one postage.
0: <laughs> nice.
6: <laughs> yeah. So there you go. It's probably secondhand as well, I
0: should think. You'll anyway,
6: see. yeah. So yeah, oh, just
0: yeah, really quickly actually on these um, collections and and stuff. Uh, I saw on the um, uh, where was it? I saw that you know that the the first season that they launched the Tom Baker one, which was Tom on Baker,
6: b- yeah, season twelve,
0: season twelve. <laughs> um, I saw that Amazon have put the US version of mm. that on there for something like twenty four quid. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. So you don't. It's not like in the same packaging as everything that we from the original release. It's just in a standard Blu Ray case. Mm. Um, with I think it's three or four discs. So it looks like a standard Blu-ray. It hasn't got all the fancy package and everything, but it's region free. So it will work on UK Blu-ray players. So it's an import, but it will work. So if you, yeah. you know, if you're, if you missed out on that one, that could be, because there's still no word on when they're going to re-release the proper collection. No, that's right. Collection. Yeah. So that might be an option. Just head over to Amazon and do a search for it. Season 12. Um, It's the US import, but it's twenty four ninety nine. So... If you want them on Blu-ray, if you're if you're after that set, it's a steal really.
6: That's a good price, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So great extras on that
0: actually, that first release. Uh yeah. <clears throat>
6: it's good. Excuse me, really yes. worth picking up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh yes, but otherwise, um, uh, yeah, that's been you. Uh, me, buddy, uh, not much for me in terms of who. The only thing I have done is because I'm subscribed to Britbox at the moment, it's been really cool to dip into some uh to some classic stories. And the thing I like about Britbox and um there should be a review that of doctor who on britbox that drops mm-hmm. on our website in the next day or two um the thing that i like about it is the the curated collections that you have as you go through so when you land on on the doctor one one thing that's really cool is that they may as well call that just you know who box <laughs> yeah. or, or brit who or something because when you open up the app You've got all of the shows presented to you, you know, when you first open it up. But one of the links on the top, there's only a few links at the top. You've got um, browse, you've got actors, and then the other link is Doctor Who. And then it's got a whole area of its site all to itself. Mm. So a lot of the other other shows, or all of the other shows, you don't have that. You just go into it and it's got the standard layout. But with Doctor Who, you've got the big logo at the top and then you've got this lovely... Section of the doctors, you know, like the illustrated artwork yeah, that was released last I, year. I've seen,
6: yeah. yeah, I saw a screen. Somebody screenshotted it, and it's yeah, it looks like, I know what you mean. It's like having the whole collection mm-hmm. just on your TV with individual doctors. Yeah, it does look. Yeah, I like mm.
0: it. it does yeah, look it's good. great. So you can go mm. into each era or each doctor that way. But if you scroll down, you've got all of these collections. So if you're having a, a hard time deciding what to watch, which I do all the time, mm-hmm. you can just go to his collection, and it's got like, for example, uh, Tom Baker's favorite fourth Doctor stories and it's Tom's favorite what he think you know his favourite stories, the same with the other uh, some of the other doctors. Or you've got a villain section all about Sentaurans or Cybermen, whatever. Uh, so it kind of guides you into a into a collection of stories if you're undecided. That's good. Um yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah so other than that buddy just dipping into a bit of classic who on there while I've still got it subscribed. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue to subscribe to it for a you know long term. But for now, it's very cool to um to do that. Uh, otherwise, not much else, dude, for me. I, do you know, I would love that, I mean I haven't got Brit Box, but
6: I'd, just to have it all at a finger's, you know, at the touch of your hand. Uh, just mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a cool idea. I, I'm quite tempted with it, but I mean, like I said, I've got them all on DVD. I don't know. It's just something about having it. Mm-hmm all there on the tv and stuff
0: I, it's yeah it's
6: a really cool thing
0: yeah. yeah, i go into a bit more detail this article that i've in review i've put together but essentially i think one thing that would make me uh, carry on subscribing long term is if they added all of modern doctor who on there as well because mm, i think they will well yeah hopefully they will but mm. they've kind of they've packaged it and labeled it up as the home of classic doctor who I see. For now oh, yeah. at least. Um, mm. And I think the problem with that is all of modern Doctor Who is available for free on BBC iPlayer.
2: True. So until
0: yeah. they stop that, it would you can't really charge people to watch Doctor Who when your companion app, I suppose, or your sister app from the BBC as Strat- well yeah. is offering it for free. So I assume there's some kind of, as with all these things, there's like licensing hoo-ha and contracts and all that stuff but maybe one day but i think hopefully in the meantime though they will add sarah jane adventures and torchwood because they're not available on iplayer they're not available in the uk at least on any kind of streaming service they're not on netflix Mm. nothing at all they're not being broadcast on any channels either so they seem to be kind of in limbo at the moment so they would be perfect candidates to add on there but whether they will or not i'm not sure but i'd love it cool.
6: if they did because yeah. obviously we'll after series 12 has ended um we'll then go back to our normal doctor who torchwood sarah jane you know alternation and um yeah it was really nice when you know the listeners could watch along with us and so it'd be great if they put them on there for anyone that hasn't got them you know if we're doing a sarah jane for example people could just say oh i, I haven't got it but it's on the you know it's on britbox so i could watch it yeah i really hope they do add them it'd be cool would be good. I'm actually. I don't know about you, but I'm missing Sarah Jane. I mean, I know I could go back and watch the episodes we've already reviewed, but because we're watching them all in order from the start, I kind of just don't want to do that. I want to just <laughs> carry on until we get to the very end of, you know, the whole lot is finished, and then go back and watch the ones I enjoyed. You know, so. But yeah, I'm missing Sarah Jane. I don't know about you. I thought about it the other day. I was thinking, oh, should I put one on? I was like, well, no, because no, we'll go back to reviewing it,
0: you know, after yeah, series yeah. twelve. So, I know what you mean, bud. Yeah, because uh, well, a highlight for us last year was kicking off those those SGA yeah. reviews. I mean, yeah. it was so I mean, we, I think most of them we reviewed fairly high. We have, yeah, yeah, because it's a great, and we say this all the time, especially when we are doing those weeks where we are reviewing SGA. But if you've not watched any Sarah Jane Adventures. It really is a great series to get stuck into. It feels very much like... It's it's almost like it, feel, it feels like the entire production crew, everybody that worked on Doctor Who, when they finished that, they just woke up the next morning with everything in place and filmed Sarah Jane. It feels like it's completely connected mm. in the same universe. It's got the same look, the same feel, same vibe, everything. It's great. It's a really good, really, really good... A bunch of stories as well. Good old fashioned kids' adventure TV. Really good stuff.
6: I can't think, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've had any episodes yet that we didn't enjoy. Like we've enjoyed some more than others. There have been some absolutely belters, but every episode's been good, hasn't it? And we're on what, Series 3 now or Series 4? What are we on? Uh, Series 3, isn't
0: it? Yeah, we're on Series 3 now.
6: Yeah. 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 And not a single bad episode. Yeah. Which is quite, yeah, which is quite something isn't it no there's no dud
0: <laughs> yet <laughs> not no no duds yet
6: yeah yeah,
0: yeah, so we're yeah also, we'll get um, back
6: to those yeah it'd be nice when we do but it's good to have it there
0: indeedy yes yeah. and for those of you that have just joined the podcast if you haven't listened to us before at the moment we're kind of reviewing uh, as you would expect series 12 as those release every week we release those because that's brand new doctor who but when series 12 is finished we will go back to our regular rotation of reviews so One week we do a modern Doctor Who story, then we do a Sarah Jane, then we do a classic Doctor Who story, and then we review Torchwood. So we review those four things on a rotation.
6: Yeah, just to mix it up a bit.
0: Yeah, which has been awesome, actually.
6: It has been awesome, yeah. I was going to say, just that makes me think of two things, actually. Firstly, so obviously when Series 12 does finish, which will be beginning of March, I suppose, roughly... Um, so when, when is series 13, are we going to have another year? (laughs) Probably. Um, Yeah, probably. So that's something that's been playing on my mind. Like when, yeah, are we going to get another doctor who will return in 2021 or something? And the other thing that's on my mind is, did you see the new, well, we're assuming it's like a mid series trailer that dropped yesterday or the day before. Yes, I did. With Jodie on like this. I thought it was a lighthouse, but I'm not sure if it is actually, but it starts with her on this sort of balcony of, is it a lighthouse or something? I don't know. Anyway, what did you think to that trailer?
0: Yeah, I was, I was pleased they dropped that, you know, mm. because in the initial trailer that they put out before series 12 started, they kind they kind of uh, uh, sort of sold it as this big epic Adventure, But they hinted at there were going to be some complications around Mm. the doctor herself and her history and the relationship with her Mm. and the companions. Yeah. And we've seen a little inkling of that so far. We've seen a little bit of tension between them and the doctor, but just very fleeting. They've not sort of uh, dived into that too much in depth. But I feel like the latter half of series 12 is really going to ramp up the whole Gallifrey thing. We're going to see the master again. Mm-hmm. And and it's going to be a lot more personal about the doctor and her history. So, I do feel like we're going to get some really cool stuff in the, the the last half, or certainly the last third of series twelve. Did you um did you like that trailer? I think it was I thought it was good to drop that.
6: I did like the trailer. Yes, and I think it, um I think you said it in one of your tweets something like it looks like the second half of this series is going to turn dark. And I thought it, judging by that trailer. I think you could be right. It looks like it's, yeah, like you said, it's going to ramp it up a bit. Um, hopefully we're going to pick up on some of those strands that we've had so far this series about Gallifrey and the Master and obviously the Cybermen are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and although we only keep getting these quick shots of them, they they do look quite menacing, um, which is something I think has been lacking from the new series Cybermen. So, um, yeah, so I thought it was a good trailer. I really did. It just, again... Um, enough little nuggets there from the Chibbers to to get us involved without giving too much away. Like, you couldn't really sort of form any storylines from from those clips. You know, like some of the sort of Capaldi era and Matt Smith ones, you could almost tell the whole story from just the next-time trailers, really. Whereas these, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just enough little crumbs to to lure us in. I thought it was a good trailer. Yeah, yeah. I'm particularly excited for the Sidemen one, actually. I really hope they look kind of... They kind of look half human, like people. I keep seeing screenshots where the arms look sort of humanified. Humanified is that a word? They look hu- <laughs> like human arms. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So they look proper horror. Um, so I'm really hoping that's you know that's the case. I hope yeah. so, bud. Yeah, because, and the tARDIS yeah. is all dimly lit. In one shot looks really cool. Just yeah, yeah. It's just got this a good vibe about it.
0: It has, yeah. And I do feel like we need to get back into. I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but I do feel like we need a sprinkling of the moth a little bit over it because I think, well, he took it to an extreme, you know, with these very sort of long story arcs Mm. and he he integrated that arc a lot more into each episode of this, of each series. And you kind of felt like that the, the weight of that kind of buckled some of the episodes a little bit yeah whereas I do feel like we we need that back again a little bit because I think the Chibbers is doing that, but it's very tiny little nuggets here and there, isn't it? Mm. It's not like um it's, it's definitely not like a moth era episode, but I do feel like we need that. so I think hopefully in the last the last part of the series, those things that we've been introduced to and those little reveals, like the master being back and the timeless child and the doctor. You know, everything you know is a lie and Gallifrey burning. All of those things have been set up very nicely. We just need to have those drip fed to us in a clever in a clever way. So it's not in your face like, oh, okay, you've sport that too early. Or that would have been great as a finale thing. But just a little bit more than we're getting at the moment. Because at the moment, it feels like... Um, it very Those of you that used to watch The X-Files back in the day will know what I'm talking about where the X-Files stories used to come in two flavors. You had the first one, which was the, what would, I think they were called the mythos or the myth episodes, which were essentially related to the arc of the series. And then you had the second type, which was labeled as the monster of the week, where that mm-hmm. was completely isolated. It didn't have anything to do with the arc of the series. It was just a one-time isolated little story, you know, so it feels like we're, we're in that territory at I the moment where we have episodes where almost nothing's mentioned at all, like the one we're going to review today, Nikola Tesla. Mm. Hardly anything nope. mentioned Very at all. standalone. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. It was just an isolated little story. Um But I do feel like we need a little bit of moth sprinkled over, over the series.
6: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's good because I keep thinking as well, you know, it, this is a... Um, we're only getting 10 eps this this series so you know it's it's good that we've got those little bits there those little strands um but yeah I don't want it all to be rushed I think that's what I'm worried about I don't want it to be like just get to the final two parts and then it's all thrown in there and you know I hope it hope we get another little something this week in other words you know just another little crumb bread crumb part of that arc you know even if it's just a mention or a flashback or something just to keep it going i don't want it all to just suddenly come up again in the final and yeah. and that's it
0: you know yeah but, yeah but you make a good point though it's that we've only got 10 episodes and this sunday's episode fugitive of the Jadun," bear in mind we'll be halfway through at that point yep so that's episode five so if they are going to ramp up these these cool sounding things that they've introduced they can't wait around too long otherwise it's going to be a you know the old school Let's wrap everything in a nice tidy bow in the last episode because we haven't done it up to now.
6: And I'm also thinking, is is the fi- is the final a two parter? I've got it I've got it in my head that it is, but I don't know that for sure. Um, because if it is, that'll sort of be one story. So that only leaves five, six seven, you know, only leaves sort of three stories. I don't know. I'm just sort of trying to work out I don't know if the if the final's a two parter, but I've sort of got it into my head that it was.
0: Yeah, if it is, then that leaves us four episodes. Mm, Including this week's. Including, no, that's not, so... No? No, so we've, uh, Fugitive the Jadun is five, Praxeus is six, and then we've got seven and eight, so that's four. Oh, I see. And then 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 that leaves nine and ten for the finale.
6: For the finale, yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. Mm, So that's all right, I suppose there's still a nice little chunk there, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely doable, yeah. It would Mm. just
0: be nice to have a bit more of a, you know, a series 12 was about the Doctor and her struggles with coming to terms with the Master being back and what's happened at Gallifrey, and this sort of very cryptic thing that he said to her. It would have been. It would be nice to look back and think, "Oh yeah, Sirius Twelve was really cool because it was about this thing with the Doctor, wasn't it?" Mm. You know, yeah,
6: definitely. I just, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to seeing where we go with all that.
0: Right. Mm. Yeah. Yes. shall hmm. we land? Shall we lander and do a bit of news? All right. Nothing exciting this week. We have just the um, the viewing figures, just to let you know what's happening with Series 12 so far. So we told you about the overnight figures for Orphan 55 last week. We've got some confirmed figures for those now. So the overnights, I think, were something like 4 million, 4.1 million or something like that. Yeah. The confirmed figures are 5.38 million figures. And that is comprised of the... People that watched overnight, along with the people that recorded it on iPlayer or Sky Plus or something. Sorry, uh, recorded it on Sky Plus or something, and then rewatched it, or they went onto iPlayer later on and and watched it digitally that way. So that's um, now. That I, I saw quite a few tweets, and I dived into a few discussions yesterday on Twitter about this. Mm. And to be honest with you, the 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 ratings thing doesn't bother me that much. To be honest with you, because. The um, the uh, it did beat the ITV alternative that was on at the time. So at this time of year, ITV do Dancing on Ice, and that yeah. normally pulls in quite a few. But that's down as well. That's only had five point ten. So Doctor Who actually beat uh, Dancing on Ice. So it was the prime time Sunday night winner out of the two channels. So the viewing figures don't really bother me too much. I mean, it is down to to be to be fair, but. Uh, it's more about the appreciation index score. Um, now, don't take this as a, a sign of my view, I, it, 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 mm-hmm. but this is the lowest AI score that we've had since Doctor Who came back in two thousand and five. Is it? Yes. What,
6: worse than Sleep No More. Blimey. Yes.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to kind of tell you this guys as in i'm like the bringer of bad news it's Mm, not really anything to be yeah it's not anything (laughs) to sort of worry about but it's something just to sort of take note of that uh orphan 55 did not do very well at all in terms of the, the 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 view in public or whatever the general public's you know how they views the story in terms of enjoyment so viewing figures were down slightly. The AI score was down the lowest we've had. And that it, it was kind of reflected. You, you could see that coming, to be honest with you, because after the episode had gone out, and again, I don't normally read into that too much because I find that, especially Twitter, it's very much a knee-jerk reaction. Mm. When you've watched the episode, you immediately dive onto social, and it was, yeah, it was just, this was like the best thing ever and then when you rewatch it a few times, you're like, okay, it's it's good, but it maybe it wasn't the best thing. And then conversely, people say this is the worst thing ever. Doctor Who is dead to me, and they should cancel it. And then they watch it another few times, and like, actually, it wasn't as bad as when I. So that whole knee jerk reaction thing. But you could see the, you know, a lot of people saying how they didn't really like it too much, and our reviews as well. We didn't bash it into the ground, but we reviewed it kind of middle of the road. We gave yeah, it a five point five. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so that was the that was the official confirmed ratings for Orphan Fifty Five. And then I'll just move on, but uh, to the yeah. o- the overnight figures for uh, last Sunday's episode, Nicola Tesla's Night of Terror. That had an overnight of four point zero four million viewers. And that was uh, where does that sit with the other one? So. The top one for Sunday night is Call the Midwife, which I think goes out after Doctor Who, doesn't it? I'm not straight sure. I've afterwards. never watched
6: yeah. it. Yeah, actually, I think it was on straight after. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that pulled in 6.3 mil. You had Country File that uh, came in at 5.23. Really? And, yeah. And then you had The Trial of Christine Keeler at 3.46 behind Doctor Who. So uh, apparently, Doctor Who was in sixth place. Uh, out of the top 10 uh, viewed programs for Sunday nights. And uh, apparently it was the 50th highest for the week on overnights. So mm. as you can see, the the ratings are not quite as strong in terms of the overnights as we've seen in previous series and years. However, uh, you can't really go too much on the overnight. You have to wait for the official... Um, this this so. is going to
6: end up around about the same, and it's going to be about five million, probably slightly under the uh, orphan fifty-five. It's it, I think this is where we're at now. Uh, I think it's just mm-hmm. you just have to accept this is where we're at. Um, there's yeah. It's I don't like you said. It's nothing to get hung up about, but it's also you can't deny that a lot of the fan base has has you know obviously moved on. Um, that happens all the time, and it can be for a lot of reasons. It can be because you know somebody who was. Sort of twelve years old when David Tennant was the doctor is now grown up and he's you know he's two he's a teenager and he's more interested in going out and getting you know <laughs> smashed and meeting girls yeah. than watching Doctor Who and then because you know I, I don't know about you but oh maybe not because you started watching Doctor Who like quite late on didn't you when you only a couple of years ago really Matt Smith but um twenty thirteen I
0: started watching. Yeah.
6: yeah whereas I you know I was watching Doctor Who ever since I can remember like literally I can remember being like my parents first house. I would have been like five years old. I can Mm. honestly remember seeing the tunnel effect of Tom Baker's, you know, intro and stuff. So, and then, you know, somewhere around, I don't know, I would have been like 18, 19. I'm looking at my shelf of Dr. Who stuff and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm too old for this now. (laughs) This is sort of after the McCoy era sort of thing. And, which I loved, but you know, I was like, no, I'm too old for Doctor Who. You know, I need to have cool things on my wall. Well, let's get that, you know, let's get that Prince poster up. Let's get that, you know, so, so you know. And then a couple of years later, you suddenly sort of think, oh no, where's all my Doctor Who stuff? And you bring it all out again. And we all go through phases, you know what I mean, of of sort of moving on to other things and then coming back to what we love. So it's just what happens, isn't it? You know. But I mean, obviously, yeah, it's it's definitely down. <laughs> on what it was before but it's still healthy if you put it into perspective with the other shows that are on as well that are around about the similar sort of mm. viewing figures you mm. know i'm surprised that country File's so high i'll be honest that's been on um for years and it's not exactly the most exciting of programs is it but there you go
0: obviously it's got a fan base bloody country do you know what is john th- craven still on it <laughs> i think <laughs> i think doctor <laughs> who is helping country file you know do you? Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because I've done this a few times myself, where mm. on a Sunday, since since Series 12 has started, I've kind of had my dinner round about half an hour before <laughs> Doctor Who starts. Yeah. And if I'm not sitting at the dining room table with the family, or if we're just having a fairly more chilled, relaxed, whatever, i eating in the living room, I'm like, okay, Doctor Who's on in 20 minutes, for example, half an hour's time, whatever. I'll often put country File on just in the background. I get you. So when it's finished, Doctor Who kicks in, you know, if there's, especially if there's nothing else on. If there's nothing else on, it's one of those times where you're browsing through, there's literally nothing on TV. Just mm. leave it on Countryfile because Doctor Who will be on soon. So I think there's quite a lot of people that would do that. I, I honestly think there's a, 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 at least several thousand Who fans around the country that are getting ready for Doctor Who. So in the background, they've got country File on having their tea. In, in preparation for it so i reckon we're giving countryfile a few a few viewing figures there
6: i think do you know i think you could be right because sometimes when i go on twitter um before doctor who's on like literally like as it's about to start i do see people saying oh for the love of god can countryfile just end when is <laughs> yeah, doctor who starting exactly, i've seen yeah, that a few times yeah. people because it's often it often <laughs> overruns a little bit doesn't it it does so i yeah. think last week it was like 5 minutes late so people <laughs> were like oh come on doctor who should be on now get off yeah, <laughs> so you could yeah. be right there. Maybe it's all a ploy.
5: It those is. country file yeah. people
6: are like, yeah, just delay that by five minutes so that it overruns <laughs> and picks up those viewing figures. Yeah, that, yeah, they they're crafty. Crafty buggers. Crafty country file, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there we go. That's like viewing figures for uh Orphan 55 and um last Sunday's Nikola, uh, Nikola Tesla episode. Nothing to worry about. It's not like the you know, the tarot cards have been laid and (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who's got the the skeleton card or whatever it is (laughs) and all that stuff, you know. It's just, uh, it's just, TV's just watched differently these days, that's all. So you can't, you can't rely on the overnights to be a... (laughs) <laughs>
6: yeah, When it drops, if it drops under around three, I think then then we'd need to worry. I I think four yeah. or five is still healthy. Yeah. But yes. yeah, like you said, yep. if it drops to around about two or three, it would be oh dear, it'd be the yeah
0: yeah uh, uh, tarot card of doom of doom. Yeah. Anyways, mm. so that's news. Uh, let's see what uh, Grumpy Pants has got for us. Oh yes. Merch
1: corner. Merch corner. Merch
3: corner. It's a bit rubbish. But it's pretty. Very pretty. Well, there you are, young man. What do you think of that now, eh? A Viking helmet? I
4: know, it's on the telly. It's
1: everywhere. I don't know whether to be impressed or
0: disgusted. I work in a shop now, here to help. Oh, he's not happy again. He's never happy. Christ. I don't know why the the bars should just be set at Dalek Tat is just a grumpy bugger. (laughs) Twenty four seven
6: you think he'd be happy with at least one of the items on his merchandise tray this week, but uh, no.
0: Well, that's what I mean. And sometimes mm. when we've had weeks where we're reviewing a Dalek story, you'd think he'd be over the moon. Yeah. But no. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, yeah. Anyways, he's uh, thrown over quite rudely the latest big finish release, which looks rather nice. Mm. So the seventh, seventh Doctor story. Doctor Who dark universe uh, has just been launched and it is the uh, a crossover story apparently and it stars McCoy Sophie Aldred and Mark Bonner and it is a uh, it it picks up the, the the relationship between the doctor and the older ace that we've come to to love in previous months mm. so now she's grown up she's uh, she's the CEO of A Charitable Earth. Uh, and this kind of ties into that very cool trailer that they put out for, series, uh, for season 26. You know, with Sophie in the London high-rise yes. and, you know, and all that Beautiful stuff. Trailer, and, yeah. uh, so uh, The Eleven has a plan. Those of you that have listened to the, the McGann story box set before, is it... Um, Doom Coalition. Doom I think. Coalition, yes. Yeah. So there's a character called The Eleven he's in this story. So apparently the blur for this one is the 11 has a plan, a grand plan, an appalling plan, a plan that endangers all life in the cosmos. With Ace working against him, the Doctor must rely on scheming Time Lord Cardinal Alistra for help. The stage is set for an epic confrontation. Because the Doctor has a plan to stop the 11, a grand plan, an appalling plan, a plan that endangers all life in the cosmos. Uh, whichever one of them wins, the dark universe won't want to lose. This sounds freaking awesome, dude.
6: It is. So this is what I was listening to. Um, this is what I was talking about at the start of the show. So yeah, I, I because of that lovely trailer, because um, there was a time I used to buy all the monthly range from Big Finish, but just because of money and stuff um, um, you know, I, I couldn't do that anymore. So I sort of cherry pick now. Um, and this was one that caught my eye. I thought, yeah, this. I think I will get this one because of the trailer. And Ace has got, you know, there's that book coming out by Sophie Aldred, um in a couple of months that ties in with Ace meeting the 13th Doctor. And it seems like Ace is really back you know it really feels like ace's time again at the moment and i'm absolutely loving that so you got the trailer you got this you, you almost feel like a spin off might be in the making i don't know it would be great if it was but i haven't heard anything but so i thought yeah this this seems like a good one to pick up and um, i've listened to the first two episodes and absolutely loving it uh, so the Doctor that hasn't seen Ace for 20 years, he goes back and she's a bit grumpy with him and there's <laughs> reasons for that. And then you've got the Eleven thrown in, who's a great creation. Um, and I've really enjoyed the first two. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to listen to the rest this afternoon, but the first two episodes were brilliant. Uh, the only thing I would say is, it because the Eleven is a character that has all these voices in his head, if you're not familiar with him, it might be easy to get a bit lost in the first episode because there's lots of, there's a, all the different voices keep talking and i suppose you might sort of think well who who's that meant to be and a lot of them sound like the doctor and you're like is that the doctor talking what's going on but if you sort of know the character of the 11 um it it all kind of fits in with the doom coalition stuff but um i think you could listen to it as a standalone though i don't think it's too much of a a problem but a lot of big finish do do that they do tie in with each other um but I think this one, yeah, you could probably listen to it as a standalone. It wouldn't wouldn't matter too much, I don't think. But you'd probably benefit from listening to Doom Coalition and stuff first, I guess. Yeah, possibly. But it's not essential, yeah. if yeah. you know what I mean. But yeah, I've really enjoyed what I've listened to so far. Um, Sophie Aldridge is absolutely awesome in it, as you'd expect. McCoy is brilliant. I mean, he does these couple of little... Um, Sort of bits before the music starts, like little intros, just real short monologues, and they're really good. Just really, you can just tell he, you can imagine him in the studio. You can just tell that he's loving this script. He's really sort of relishing every word. And um, yeah, I did. Yeah, highly recommend it. I haven't finished it yet. Hopefully, the rest is good. But certainly, what I've listened to so far, mate, um, really do recommend it. Yeah, yeah, just, just sounds yeah.
0: good. Yeah, and uh, the cover art's really nice in this one uh, by is. a guy called Simon Holub. He's done a bunch of Big Finish over the years. It's very, very cool. Uh, but yes, this is available right now. You can pick it up from the Big Finish website for twelve ninety nine on download and fourteen ninety nine on
6: CD. Yeah, and I, I always get them from Big Finish themselves because if you buy the CD, you get the download for free so you can listen to it straight away, which I, I love it when they do stuff like that. So yeah, sounds good. Um, hopefully I'll finish that and I'll let you know next week if it was as good as the first half. <laughs> right moving on uh some toys have been announced toys gary Yeah. yay love doctor who toys um and i think this is where me and you are quite different isn't it because i genuinely love figures and play sets and tardises and all this <laughs> stuff whereas i know you're not so bothered uh <laughs> but there is yeah i think you know fans of the sort of figure series and collector sets are going to be very pleased about this so um, there's some new sets coming out. There's some new figures coming out. Um, we're looking, I think towards the end of February at the moment, these are going to be released. Um, so we've got a 13th Dr. TARDIS, which, um, I'm loving the look of and it's light and sound as well. Yeah. So
4: God.
6: it's, it's going to be having that. The only thing is I'd heard this has been canceled, right? Because they were going to do a new sculpt. They were going to, because obviously Jadis TARDIS is quite different in dimensions and it's got that funny little bar, mm-hmm. you know, at the top, all around the edges and stuff. Um, because there wasn't, I hate to say this, it sounds like I'm being voice of doom, but it's, it's just a fact. Because there wasn't enough interest from retailers, a lot of the plans for these sets changed or got scrapped. So, for example, the TARDIS, there wasn't enough interest to justify the cost of a new sculpt. So they've reused an old sculpt and they've done their best to make it look like the 13th (laughs) Doctor's TARDIS. Um, Personally, I think it looks good. I really like the look of it. But um, yeah, I don't know. If you're going to be sort of picky, you could say, well, it's not quite right. But I don't know. It looks quite decent from the promo images anyway. Um, There was going to be a three companion set, figure set, which I think uh, got cancelled. But there is going to be um, a version of that exclusive to B and M, uh, which will consist of um, what's it going to be? Ryan and Yaz, I think. That's right. And, so- yeah. and somebody else, yeah, as a exclusive B and M set. We've got the Dalek from Resolution with uh, with its little what do you call that thing? The the creature. He's holding it in his arms. I guess you can. Like the Dalek creature.
0: He's oh yeah, the out. Um, yeah with the mutant accessory. The re- re- reconnaissance Dalek.
6: Reconnaissance Dalek. Is it with Dalek mutant accessory? We've got yep. Graham. <laughs> so I'll be honest with you. Out of these three, out of these figures, Graham's the one that I think looks a bit. Mm, I'm not. It's such a shame because I know people will love having a Graham figure, but. I'm not sure about that one, if I'm absolutely honest. I don't think the likeness <laughs> is, is there, but, you know, maybe it'll look better in hand. And then we've got a new variation of the 13th Doctor herself with a different colour top, um, and she's got her bum bag and Sonic. And what colour is the top, Gary? Because so on colour blind. is it pink?
0: Um, it's a pink one,
6: yep. Pink top, okay. So, yeah, so new figures. So you've got 13th Doctor TARDIS. Um, there's going to be a Jadoon with gun uh reconnaissance starlick graham 13th doctor with bag and then um yeah there's going to be Yaz and ryan exclusively in set with another figure and also what was this Thirteenth Doctor Sonic was on display oh so they're, they're basically going to reissue the sonic yeah yep. yeah so new stuff coming out sort of from the end of feb onwards um by the looks of it um price wise Figures are going to be around about twelve ninety nine. TARDIS is going to be nineteen ninety nine, and um, on top of that, there is also some big building kits. I don't know; how these, these this is like the Meccano type stuff, is it? It looks that, yeah, the old me- metal um, construction stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a bit out of the blue, isn't it? I wasn't expecting this. Um, this is very retro. I mean, I remember Meccano from when I was a kid, but yeah, we are too. going back yep. years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can't tell from these pictures how big they are, but there's going to be a collector's construction model of canine and a Scaro Dalek. Um, what do you think of these? Because from a retro point of view, I think they're awesome, but also I don't like them enough. I won't be buying them. I don't know. I'm really torn on these.
0: Uh, it's different.
6: It's, it's, it's very niche market, isn't it?
0: Yes. I think these two things are the best thing to come out of. That's London, weird, uh, yeah, you, yeah, see
6: yeah. I, I like the figure sets and I'm <laughs> looking forward to those but yeah. you, you like these Meccano type sets, do you?
0: Yeah, I do, I think the the dalek is embargoed at the moment so we can't see an image of that mm. but they put an image of K9 on there which looks okay I would have loved to have seen it in just uh, silver metal because K9 is silver so they've he used look, this kind of bronzy yeah. uh, taupe coloured It looks metal. green to me
6: um, but that's probably because of colorblind but yeah. it looks
0: green yeah it's, a, it's kind of a brownie taupe color mm. which is weird so I'm hoping that's just a prototype thing and the actual colors will be different but the box artwork looks really nice um, so I think these are really cool bud I, I might actually see how much these are going to be there's no word on pricing or availability ah. for these yet but um,
6: I can actually imagine you building one of these this is just the sort of thing you would like isn't it yeah, yeah imagine awesome. you building yeah. the Meccano Dalek yeah which is cool whereas I'm just I'm just uh, out have the patience. I know that I'd just get it all wrong. It'd end up looking like <laughs> some sort of ball of nuts and bolts. And like, oh, yeah. But the figure sets—nothing grabbing you there. Not not a
0: new Tardis for your shelf. No, do you know what, dude? These look bloody awful, mate.
6: Oh, really? Not they, even
0: the Dalek? No, it looks terrible. <laughs> I'm not joking, mate. I've, I've I know you. I knew you wouldn't like them. I, I'm, I I fell out of love with figures. Yeah. A, a few years ago now, and do you know what it is? It's because. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think the BBC really need to look at transferring the license to a different manufacturer. I just Mm -hmm. think that the character have just done progressively worse jobs, mate, over the years. I mean, these look really bad. Um, I'm not just saying that because I'm not going to buy them, but they just look, Graham looks, it looks nothing like Graham at all.
6: It looks like, um, who's that guy? This is going around Twitch at the minute, isn't it? Who's that guy... does catchphrase it looks just like him i don't know his name
0: oh um the the young chap yeah stephen Mulhern as his name yeah something like
6: that it does actually look like him yes yeah
0: the jody face sculpt is dreadfully done
6: i think this is exactly the same figure that we got last year in terms of sculpt i think it is
0: yeah because you can tell repaint yeah Yeah. it's just a repaint isn't it yeah Yeah, you can tell by the hair uh the reconnaissance dalek looks awful it looks really bad like none of the arm sections line up with each other, the the paintwork spilling over into the lights on the side of the head. Um, yeah, it just looks bloody awful. And then I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, and then the icing on the cake is that character are not even bothering to print an inlay to put inside the TARDIS, so it's just going to be a hollow shell. And then uh, somebody said on the comment section on one of the um, the merchandise sites that. Uh, character had mentioned to somebody at the toy fair that they may or may not put a link to a to something on their website where you can print a card out fold it up yourself and put it in the TARDIS Mm. what is that about come on
6: I I must yeah I I must admit that is one thing because I I genuinely do like the look of these I you know me I love figures and I can never have enough TARDIS (laughs) Tardises, Tari, whatever. Yep. I can never have enough, so I'll, I'll definitely be getting these. I I do like the look of the Dalek as well, but one thing that always bugs me, especially when I review these things, is the inlay of the Tardis. So we we got those nice Tardis sets um, last year. You know, we got the Sharder Tardis and
0: is this the B and M sets, the B and M ones.
6: I don't know if you liked them or not, but, oh, okay. but we yeah. the Tardis. Were, you know, I thought the the Sharder one. I absolutely loved it, but. The, they look great, and then you open the doors and you've got this horrible big battery compartment, which doesn't even need to be there because they don't actually make light or sound. They've just you reused the sculpt from the ones that did years ago. So you've got all this horrible stuff when you open the doors. And it is such a shame because yeah, just even a, a cheap little cardboard inlay of the, you know, of the console would hide all that. Um and it can't cost that much to produce a card inlay, surely. And it's, it's just a very simple thing, but it would make such a difference. It would just really make it just feel a bit more like, because it does feel like a half finish, you know? It feels like, yay, what a lovely TARDIS. You the door. Oh, what the heck? It's all the glue and you see everything inside and it's just, yeah, I know what you mean. I yeah. think an inlay would, especially as this is supposed to be, so those were budget B and M sets last year, so they're made to a budget, so fair enough. But this is supposed to be, you know, a more premium range if you like this is i assume going to be available from you know they're going to hope to sell these to like forbidden planet and 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 uh other toy shops out there i don't know what we've got left now but you know what i mean these, is, these are not exclusive to b um as far as i'm aware so you'd think being a bit more premium they would put a backing in the tardis but sadly not no maybe they'll rethink it i don't know how far they've got into production but yeah. yeah little things like that could just make the difference people will buy them anyway mate uh, but honestly people will just lap these up because oh, of course you know yeah. people like myself just just can't get enough of this sort of um yeah. figure collection stuff but yeah it is it does feel a little bit like
0: half-hearted and the new sculpt thing's a bit of a shame as well but there we go i know mate yeah i just think the quality of golf character stuff now is just terrible I, I would never buy it not they need to <laughs> they need to transfer the license to a different manufacturer i think character of have it for too long
6: did you ever see the 720 13th doctor figure though now that really was horrific considering they did a fairly decent job of their sonic the one that you've got oh yeah, yeah. did you ever see the they did a 13th doctor figure
0: mm-hmm.
6: it was shocking yeah. it was absolutely yeah. shocking so yeah at least it's not not as bad as that, that was bad yeah yeah, it's so I knew yeah. we'd be divided on this, but
0: yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, really, because there are some manufacturers out there. I know it's all to do with money and c- contracts and stuff, but and I think I've mentioned this before, but if you look at the Star Wars series of toys, I'm not talking about the Black Series toys. I'm just talking about their regular 3.75-inch, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even the Black Series stuff, the quality is so much higher, so much higher when you know for those kind of things and i know there's star wars is like a super franchise and they sell like millions more toys i get that mm. but there must be there must be other manufacturers out there that can produce figures to a even if they just ramped the quality notch up one that would be enough i think to i, I might pick a few sets up but when the figures look nothing like with the except of jody it kind of looks a bit like her but the companions that don't look anything like their the likeness is just not there, and the quality's shabby. It's just not good, mate. But I can mm. I can see from the other side of the coin, people like yourself and other fans that collect the figures and like them and stuff. It's it's all good. But,
6: but I think yeah. yeah, a lot of it comes down to the interest as well. It always, you know, I suppose I'm kind of on the side of I'm grateful that we still get anything because we there has been such a massive drop in. As, do you remember that podcast we listened to saying about? Um, you know, a lot of the manufacturers, a lot of the shops abroad now won't even touch dot two because it just doesn't sell. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So I guess I'm just always grateful that we still get stuff because I I know that the interest has dropped massively. But it's weird because when stuff like this is released, there is such a buzz around it. You think, oh, well, these, you know, these are going to sell. But well, I think these will sell, to be fair. But yeah, it's just a shame. Like you, you, you got that side of it, but then you've got the side of it where there wasn't enough interest to even make a new TARDIS sculpt. And you're like, well, you know where are we with this then you know so but yeah i don't know i'll definitely be getting these i (laughs) I expect people to be snapping them up and selling them on ebay for silly prices but hopefully
0: they'll be available to order um online this time and we'll be able to get our hands on them yeah i think these ones will be okay Uh, because these ones they'll they'll you just know what's going to happen you'll go into forbidden planet in three years time and there'll be loads of Grahams on the shelf, loads of <laughs> Ryan and Yazs. a few doctors on there, and they'll be on sale for seven ninety nine, whatever. So I think these ones, will you'll be fine. It's the B and M sets, which I think oh the we'll, B sets, yeah, yeah they'll oh. be snapped up quick. Yeah, because
6: the, that that blimmin' tw- uh, ten inch Jody doll thing is er- I see that everywhere for like five pounds. It used to was twenty quid, and uh, it's just everywhere, isn't it? Twelve for five pounds. It's just like obviously didn't sell very well. Um, even B&M have got that in stock now for a fiver but yeah I know what you mean I think initially these will probably sell really well and then like you said there'll be certain ones that don't sell and they'll probably be around for ages yeah hope yeah probably yeah
0: anyway Uh, (laughs) anyway character stuff new figures come in the end of Feb I think it is yeah late in February late Feb yeah. yeah yeah right that concludes merch corner Dalek Tat has I don't know where he's gone
6: He's laughing. He's laughing at you being grumpy. He's saying something about you agreeing with him. (laughs) Gary, you would make a good Dalek, he said. Oh,
0: steady. Oh, no. Steady. I've got my Eccleston look of shock.
6: Don't encourage (laughs) him.
0: Yeah. Rightio, review time. What are we doing this week, bud?
6: Indeed. So, yes, um, Series 12, rocketing on, and it's uh, Nikola Tesla. Oh, how do you say it? Nikola (laughs) Tesla's Yep. Night of Terror.
2: <laughs> I'm Nikola Tesla. Shame you're a big fat liar. No! It could look like anything. Be anywhere. Prototype Death
5: Ray.
2: Ah. I believe you wanted to see this.
5: This is going to be something special.
6: Hollyoaks music again. <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do>.
0: <laughs> Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. It was broadcast, as we all know, very recently, the 19th of January. It was written by uh, Nina Mativia. It was directed by Nida Manzor, and it stars the usual TARDIS team, along with uh, a smallish supporting cast, I would say. Mm -hmm. And the kind of crux of the story were in New York, 20th century, around the time of uh, Nick Tesla and Thomas Edison uh, and it's all around his inventions and his grand ideas for things around communication around the world and electricity and all that stuff. Um, but he's having a, he's going through a bit of a hard time. Nobody seems to share his vision. Nobody seems to want to invest in anything. So, uh, And then whilst he's going on, he's kind of unbeknownst to everyone else, he really has been potentially contacting aliens from another planet. That's all a bit of a hoo-ha in the press. He's playing it down. It turns out that there's an alien race uh, who are called who are called the is he skithra like the or something the Scythera. is, it? is That's it, it the skithra yeah the skithra and quite bizarrely uh, what they do is they kind of all of their technology is like a Frankenstein's monster of all the other planets, technology and construction and stuff. They're going through hard times with their ship at the moment. So they put the feelers out looking for Tesla because of his well-known, they kind of put a probe out to earth, looks at all of Earth's history and stuff and what's going on. And they identify Tesla as the guy that's going to fix their weapon systems and their, and their, um, ships and stuff like that turns out the doctor clocks onto this she you know she is is in it to stop the skithra and the scavengers basically and uh and thomas edison gets thrown into the mix as well it's a bit of a historical it goes through the relationship between tesla and edison they're two different ways of of uh of how they think about things so um tesla was obviously the guy that developed AC current edison's the guy that that pioneered DC direct current. It's about those two coming to loggerheads about that and other things. While this whole alien stuff is going on, I hope I've got that round the right way. I'm sure it's Tesla.
6: That, sound, that sounded right. Yeah.
0: That that invent that came up with AC. I think. I think so. Yeah. If I'm wrong on that, that's a huge fail. To <laughs> um, so let me just fact check myself, uh, he invented alternating current AC. Yes. Excellent. Right. Got that right. Yes. Uh, Right. So (laughs) episode four, Nicola Tessa's Night of Terror. What did you think to this one, dude?
6: Well, uh, I had to watch this uh, last night. I always watch them twice, as you know. Um, But I feel like I've actually only watched this once because I came in on Sunday, came home on Sunday uh, from being at a party. And I was at a party. At, I was at a party. It was at the neighbours. The neighbours had a little get together <laughs> with the other neighbours, <laughs> the <other neighbors, laughs> and there was drinks are flowing and little nibbly bits. But I didn't actually eat anything, so I was absolutely trolled. So I came in. I thought, oh, "I gotta go." <laughs> Doctor Who's on, Been a great time. Thanks. Well, <laughs> I come in. I was oh man. I was absolutely spinning put the old TV on. I played a bit of piano and put the TV on and it was like, I was all over the place. So it's on and I'm sat there and I really am trashed. I mean, I'm just not, I can see myself now just on the sofa, just like looking at it. And I can remember saying, Oh, here, here it is. Here's the old Sonic out again. Yeah. Come on. And all this, and I was on my own, by the way, this is just me on my own in the house, just talking to the television. Um, and I honestly woke up the next day and, um, I mean, I, I even managed to put a post out. I don't even know how I'm, I did that. I, I read it the next day and I'd put, um, say then, what do you all think to Nikola Tesla's blah, blah, blah. I put, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, what was wrong with me? I was just absolutely smashed. Couldn't remember a thing about it. Like literally people were talking about it and I was like, didn't seem to be that much of a reaction really it seemed like you know like how Orphan 55 twitter exploded and mm-hmm. so i opened up twitter the next day you know massively hung over oh what was doctor who last night then and it didn't seem to be that much going on um and i didn't remember anything about it so i thought oh i bet it was rubbish oh dear anyway thought right podcast recording tomorrow must give this another watch uh, watched it last night and um I, I actually quite enjoyed it for the most part i was really pleasantly surprised by it um there's a there is a few issues with it i mean i don't i don't think it was by any means perfect but i just thought the cast were really good i thought everyone in it you know like sometimes when you get historical the acting just takes you out of it because people are doing accents and oh there he wasn't very good sort of thing but i thought in this one the cast really held it together um but uh, yeah, but I'll come on to the sort of, sh- I think there were a few shortcomings in terms of, you know, our TARDIS team being wasted a bit and stuff like that. But yeah, the main creature, whatever she was called, because that is the thing, I've only watched this once, so I still don't know what the monster was called or anything, but the one played by, uh, was it Queen, sorry, Queen Scythera? Yeah, yeah, I thought she was awesome, played by um, Angeli. I can never say Mahindra who we know from Sarah Jane, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is her from Sarah Jane, isn't yep. it?
0: Yep.
6: Is that right? Is that the Rani? Yeah,
0: that's, yes. yep, that's Rani. Yep. Not the Rani, that's yeah. Rani.
6: Yep. Yeah, but I, th- I thought it was a good watch. I enjoyed it. it it's, it's funny because it got to the end of it and I cannot put my finger on it. I still feel like something just was missing. It didn't reach the heavy, um, heavy heights of being amazing. It just, it still felt like there was something missing from it. Um, but I don't know what, because I don't know what else they could have given. It had a good monster. It had lots of action. It had a good, you know, get introduced a bit of historical to it. The cast were, I thought, were all great. So I don't know why. I still think it was good, but I just don't know why it didn't quite, I didn't sort of finish it and think that was blimmin' brilliant. I just sort of thought, yeah, that was that was good. So, yeah, a, a good, epi- a decent episode. That's it. That's about as much as so it's just a decent episode. Nothing great, nothing bad, in, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah so what do you think
0: okay yeah so i thought this was a very enjoyable episode mhm i thought this was a good i thought this was a, a miles apart from orphan 55 yeah yeah i think uh, i'm re- i'm really hoping because in every series of doctor who regardless of the doctor there's always at least one little blip isn't one there? clunker yeah there's always mm. one i think so anyway i'm i, I could be wrong um, I'm struggling to think of a series where literally every episode from start to finish is an absolute belter. There's always at least one uh, little blip along the road. And I'm yes. hoping that Orphan 55 is a bit like Kablam for series 11 for me. Kablam was just freaking awful. Um, oh, I
6: thought it, no, what's the, oh, what was it? Um, actually, the was the a pating, The Pating you oh, hated. Yeah, the, that was Kablam, wasn't it? Well, no, that was. Um, no, I think you're thinking of the Pating one, aren't you? No, I'm thinking. What you of, really hated? Uh, yeah,
0: so probably a bad example. Series eleven had, a, had various blips, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but you know what I mean. There's always yeah. one. So I think um, Orphan Fifty Five was it. So it felt like we were back on track almost for this one. Like you, I don't think that there was still felt like there was something missing in terms of, and uh, like you, I'm struggling to put my finger on it exactly. But it felt like. I guess for me it felt like there wasn't enough room and enough time around the Scythra for me. Mm. It felt like they were the scenes with, with those guys were rushed a wee bit. And it was only towards the end that you felt like the threat level had ramped up to a serious degree. Yeah. Up to that point, I don't know. It felt like we just didn't have enough time with those as monsters or villains, if you like which I can understand why, because a lot of the story was focused on Tesla. Obviously, you know, he's the star of the show basically. So I kind of get why that's only a small complaint really though. It was still it's in my opinion, a very good, enjoyable episode. And I think Mm. the, uh, I think, uh, I'm going to struggle to say his name all the way through. So I'm just going to get it out the way. So Goran Viznich or Viznik. I, I can't, I can't, get it any closer than that i don't think mm-hmm. so from here on in i'm just going to mention i'm just going to refer to him as goran i'm going to skip the surname but his performance i thought was very very good
6: i did as well i've never seen yeah. this guy before as far as i'm aware i don't know what else he's done but he's done loads I, but i've not seen he? him
0: before apparently he's been in loads and loads of things but oh i've not seen him before but i thought he's just yeah
6: Sorry, mate. Yeah, I was going to say I felt the same. In fact, he just felt very assured in his performance. It really felt like a natural... Because as I said, sometimes when they do historicals, people do ham it up a bit or seem to go a bit over the top. And he just felt very natural. I thought he really suited that part. Um, I I was really sort of invested in his character. I think one of the things we've said you know, with sort of series 11 and sometimes series 12 is you get detached from the characters because they're just not really fully formed or or the acting's not very good, so you don't really care. Um, but I, I instantly liked him from the very beginning when he was by Niagara Falls and his performance was just very good. So I think that helped as well. And obviously um, the other chap, uh, Glenister, what's his name? Robert Glenister, it was Thomas Edison. Yes. A really good. And another one, a good performance. So you got two very good you know supporting characters there and i think that that helped as well um i think the thing that was missing for me um because as i said i i overall I, I enjoyed this but one thing that sort of i think was a bit flat in the episode is is this thing of um you know with with uh, graham and ryan they just felt like a lot of the time they were just in the background just following the doctor around they i really do think The writers are struggling to find things for all the companions to do um and i know it's a bit of a a stuck record now but i i I really feel like there's too many companions um or at least i just feel like they struggle to do anything because there was so many scenes when they're just sort of plodding around you know i'm talking mainly about graham and ryan sadly because at least she has got something to do she was transported to the ship and Mm -hmm. at least she got to sort of get stuck into the action but ryan and graham are becoming just a bit of a sort of double act to throw in the odd funny line but they, they you know they're just in the background and uh, yeah i i just felt that that sort of let it down a little bit you know i was just like because there was a nice scene at the start with them on the train and everything but mm-hmm. they just didn't have anything to do um whereas at least yaz got stuck in but i think that's it i just sort of think like you've got this tardis team who i really want to love you know i mean especially graham and you know there's a cool little relationship between Graham and Ryan, but they're kind of just getting wasted every week. You know, um, if it's not them, it's Yaz getting wasted. It's just, you know, each week one of them just gets nothing to do. At least one of them gets nothing to do uh, particularly. So I think that's what kind of just let it down a little bit for me. I just felt like there were scenes where, you know, they were just there doing nothing. If you see what I
0: mean. No, I read you. Yeah. Mm. I think, so Graham again had a couple of cool, Little, he had a good ACDC moments. line. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome, yeah. Other than that, but, do you know what, Bud? I think that's just a byproduct of having that many companions with the Doctor. It is. It you is. can't You can't serve them all up awesome stuff to do in every episode. Otherwise, it just becomes too busy. You can't, you know, You have to. you have to sideline at least one of them. Otherwise, it just gets in the way of the story you're trying to tell. Unless the story is about the companions... Mm. you know you you have to sideline at least one of them
6: and also as much as i love graham him calling the doc doc is starting to get on my nerves <laughs> <laughs> really yeah i just want that i just wanted to turn around and say kindly refrain from calling me doc you know i don't know it's it's i don't know why it's just starting to annoy me a little bit
0: <laughs> doctor who's more casual these days
6: yeah i guess but i i did <laughs> one, one thing that struck me was that um you know, because we talk about maybe we'll lose one of them, you know, is one of them gonna die this series and and all this sort of stuff, you know, we we sort of try and predict what, you know, might happen. And I'm thinking the doctor and Yaz do actually there is a good chemistry between those two. You know, like they, they actually worked quite well together in this episode. Now, I know there's all these rumors about you know, shipping and all that stuff. I'm not I'm not <laughs> going down that route, but I'm just saying I think they do actually work together as a good you know, Doctor Companion Team, the Doctor and Yaz. You know, especially the bit on the spaceship when she threw the bracelet. Or no, what happened? There was a good moment on spaceship with her and Yaz. I can't think what it was. When she rescued Yaz. Oh, Yaz said something about the photo. Oh yeah. So yeah, what? Yeah. What do cameras do or whatever? That right. really nice moments like that between the Doctor and Yaz. And I thought, yeah, they work well together. The Doctor and Graham work well together because she gets fed up of all his dad jokes and stuff. So that's a good rapport. So at the moment, for me, as much as I... Nothing against Tosin and I quite like the character of Ryan, for me, he's kind of the one that's just being served the least, if you know what I mean. He's just, you know... In terms of the sort of rapport with the Doctor as well, I can't really think of anything sort of between those two in terms of nice moments or anything. Can you? Uh, With
0: Ryan... With Ryan, no, yeah, he was in the background quite a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, in the so same I'm, way. I'm he's... not
6: saying I want him to die, but I'm just saying I don't think he's out of the out of the Tardis team. I think Yaz and Graham are sort of the two that I'm warming to the most, and I've nothing nothing gets Ryan, but he just doesn't seem to get yeah, much yeah. rapport
0: with the Doctor. Well, the difference being is that unless Ryan has had a really really good or funny line written for him, he's his delivery is not as funny as graham's
6: he's very deadpan isn't he yeah very so deadpan when yeah.
0: when graham sort of intersects with these funny little moments or these one liners they're a bit more memorable because bradley walsh is so good as as graham mm. and he's got that very kind of uh, cockney uh, sort of london kind of feel to his character obviously and it's very funny like in this episode he's like oi a-C-D-C. So, it's, it's a funny thing, but when Ryan has his lines, they're often, they fall a bit flatter because he's a lot more, he's a quieter character really and he's not as, mm. he's not as brash, I suppose. So I guess that's the difference really. When, in this, this is a perfect example in this episode, when they both get sidelined and they only have these little moments within the story, Grahams are going to be more memorable because they're funnier. And the way that Bradley Walsh performs is, you know, very cool. So but it was the same when it, it's the same concept when we've had stories where Yaz has been sidelined. Yeah, I you know. know.
6: Yeah. I was just trying to think in my head, like if one of them's got to go. So if you were gonna pick a TARDIS team, so let's say it's the Doctor and two, two companions, I think that could work. But which one are you gonna get which one are you gonna get rid of? Because I think Yaz and Graham work great with the Doctor. But also I think if you were to get rid of Graham. You'd have, I, I think, you'd have a good dynamic between the doctor, Ryan, and Yaz, but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want to get rid of Graham, but I'm just, which do you think? Which would you get rid of? Who would you? Who do you think they work
0: best with? Yeah, so I, I would say Ryan to go. Ryan to go. Mm. Yes, and I, I'm not saying that because I've got anything against Tosin or Ryan as a character. I really don't. Mm. Uh, I just feel like a, 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 a TARDIS team of four is always going to be, like I said, they're always going to have stories where you can't shove every single one of them into the spotlight. And then as a result of that, you end up with people like us reviewing the stories, always saying things like they were sidelined and they didn't do much and they mm-hmm. didn't do much. So I'm surprised we still have a four-person TARDIS team, to be honest with you. So I think, like my prediction from episode one was that one of them is going to go this series. I think it's going to, I think if anyone's going to go, it's going to be Ryan because I think from the BBC's point of view, in terms of trying to keep that appreciation score, that index score up, I think Bradley Walsh does that to a degree. So he's not going to go anywhere. Uh, And between Ryan and Yaz, they're not going to get rid of a woman. No, I hate to say, I really hate to be the... <laughs>
2: oh, I can uh, the booing. Boo. Yeah, I don't mean Ooh, yes. to bring
0: politics into it. I really don't. Mm. But based on the BBC's outlook on things over the past couple of years, they're not going to kill off a, a female companion. I just cannot see them. And I really hate doing it. I can't believe we've come to this, that politics has come into Doctor Who, but they're not going to kill off a female companion yet. So I think Ryan is the
6: is the, the one, one that's got to go I, I must admit i i would like to see because i think if they kill one of them one of them off i think it's a little almost a little bit predictable really it's like yeah we knew one of them was gonna go i would just like one of them to to just leave to just you know to to, to find a different way to leave Does, you know do they have to be killed off can we not have a different something a bit different i mean if you think about rose you know getting trapped in the alternative universe (laughs) just thinking about you know poor old rose um but yeah do something different you know it's it almost feels a bit predictable if one of them gets killed off. what um even you know a bit like when Tegan, she'd had enough didn't she she's it's start becoming fun um you know maybe do something like that you know maybe ryan's just fed up of like his love interest being killed every week so he you know, and Yaz <laughs> won't give his sister his number, and you know, do something a bit different. Um, I think would be cool. They don't have to be killed off, and then it does open it to because I think we said back in series eleven, you could have the Doctor just going back. They don't have to be in it every week. You know, why couldn't Graham say, "Oh, I need, I'm, you know, I need a week off. I'm just going to have a chill out this week, Doc." Right, so doc. it's just oh, yeah. an adventure with like yeah. the Doctor and Ryan and Yaz. You know, and then she picks him up the following week and. Maybe Ryan says, "Oh yeah, I'm off to play basketball this week, doc, so you three go off and have an adventure and I'll see you in two weeks' time you know mix it up a bit yeah you know that's I think that's that would that would work just as
0: well you mentioned one thing that's popped into my head you mentioned that Ryan's love interest is going to be killed off every week it yeah it it might be a case of and this is another cool storyline they could do is that remember in the last episode when Ryan was talking to Bella when they were in the transporter, and then you had Yaz that looked over, and she had of like a sort of jealous Sly vibe jealous. about. Jealous, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a case of by the end of series twelve, Yaz has realised that she does actually like Ryan, and there's maybe that bit where you think, are they going to get together? And then one of them dies, and Ooh. it's a real heartbreaking because we mm. Doctor Who likes doing that yep. with uh, with Rose, and then with Amy and Rory. You know, mm. Doctor Who likes to to pull the heartstrings and pull the rug out from under your feet where it concerns yeah. the romantic side of things. So it, that would be quite a cool thing. I'd, and it's weird to say because you don't really want to say like you want any of the companions to be killed or anything like that. But I think for the sake of the story and the sake of the dynamic moving forward after Series 12, I personally feel like one of them's got to go. One of them's got to get out.
6: I always have Graham's condition in the background of my mind as well. Like you know, we we know that Graham's uh, recovered from cancer and he has to have checkups and stuff. So that storyline's always in the background a bit as well, isn't it? You know, so a I would, bit, that's the yeah. sort. Of, yeah, it's the sort of thing Chibbers might bring into it. You know, as well.
0: Why not just take him back to the old, uh, the old hospital in New Earth with the cats? <laughs> Going back and see the if the
6: face oh no, the face of Bo's gone, hasn't he? Oh. Gone,
0: yeah. But they can cure anything.
6: Yeah, that's true. But like, the I Tardis think you could have yeah. the storyline where, you know, you could have a heartbreaking I mean, that I think for me that would be too heartbreaking if they if he sort of relapsed and Yaz would be like, you know, well, you could save him, Doctor, and but she can't because it's, you know, changing the timelines or whatever. I don't know. You mm. could do, I mean that would be that would that would probably tear me to shreds if they did that storyline. But yeah. you know, he is Chibbers, he might want to do something a bit um bit like that because he does like to you know
0: mm, but, does like to do something like. but the thing is i really feel like doctor who needs that right now it, well that's what i mean yeah it really feels like it needs just an emotional wallop just to give something memorable to a series for Jodie. because mm. you think about the previous doctors they've all had one at least one big event in one of their series that makes you remember what that series is about Yeah. You know, even going back to the classic years, you know, there's always been one thing that you thought, oh, crikey, do you remember that? That, Yeah. You know, I honestly don't feel like Jodie's had that yet. So I feel like one of her series needs to have a big kind of twist, emotional thing to make you think back and, like, oh, dude. I mean, it might even be, it might, they might even. Wait until she's leaving, and they do like a regen thing, and that's her big event thing. I don't know, but I feel mm. like now, not now, but I feel like a good opportunity to create that is with the companions because you know, as much as I hate to say it, you've got you've got three of them to play with. Yeah, you know, do you not? Do you not think? I mean, maybe Ch- I,
6: I, in my mind, I think Chibbers might have thought he's done that with the master reveal, though. No, because enough, it was the master. No. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not enough, is it? That's the thing. We've we. Because we've had so much of the master since the shocker back, it's not big enough to be. I mean, it was a great moment, it's not big enough to be that sort of standout, I don't think. Not yet, yeah, anyway. He, not yet. I think,
0: yeah, if they towards the end of the series, when he inevitably comes back mm. and we get more around the bombshells that he dropped in episode one, then that might be a big enough thing if they tie it all together. Yeah. But, but just him coming back and saying, I'm the master, that's brilliant. It was great, don't get me wrong, but that's not enough to be like the big series 12 event. Yeah. But I'd hate to see, the- sorry, just last thing. I'd hate to see us get to the end of series 12 and all four TARDIS crew are in the TARDIS and they're all just standing there sort of smiling at each other. Like where are we going next then doc? Mm. Uh, you know, it might and be a happy ever after. <laughs> yeah. It might be a happily ever after, but I really feel like that would be just a stale, not a great ending to the series. Something has to happen. So something needs weight to it, a big emotional weight to carry to it.
6: Mm. No, I agree. I absolutely agree, um, mate. I I'll, I was gonna say just just go back to sort of this particular story though. I think that's the thing. You, I think every week you're sort of waiting. You know, when we both say something is missing, I think that's the thing with this story. It was good. It was a good story. It felt like Doctor Who, and there was plenty of historical and alien mixed up with it, so it's all good. Um, but maybe it's that emotional thing that's missing. You know, like oh God, I'm sound like I'm being nostalgic now but, you know like with there was always little moments and i'm thinking with this one there was a good intro to this there was a good sort of five minutes i'd say before the doctor came into it yeah i, like, oh, I like that because it made her entrance you know had a bit more impact but i couldn't help but feel and this is uh, this is nothing against Jodie because i thought she was good in this episode but i couldn't help but feel when she's when she finally makes her entrance after five minutes she, I don't know that she's got that screen presence, uh, really. You know, I, I like her. I'm liking her more and more as the Doctor, but I'm sort of thinking, you know how, like, Tom would waltz into a room and you just couldn't take your eyes, or and you just couldn't take your eyes off them. I don't know that Jodie's got that screen presence, and I don't I don't know what she can do about that. Because I was thinking there was a great five minutes of storytelling before the Doctor comes in. Um, I don't know. But that's not, that's not a a slight on Jodie because I did think she was good in this episode I really do I really am starting to like her as the Doctor actually finally so but do you know what I mean I don't yeah, know what I, it yeah, is it's, again yeah. it's that thing that I can't put my finger on what's missing but I don't know that should have been a real like ah is the Doctor but it wasn't it was just like oh here we go funny line something about I don't know she come out of it because the first thing she said was like a funny quip mm-hmm. and then it's an explosion and we're off and it was I don't maybe it's just a little bit too predictable I don't know
0: no i kind of get what you're saying um Mm. but we have to yeah i do i do think about that sometimes but when i think about it i also try and i try and pull my mind out of thinking like that sometimes because i
6: think it's that thing of not taking your eyes off the screen now i think that's the thing i like Jodie, but she just sort of fits in it's like it's like joe the four of them all just are on the same level in you know when i'm watching it like i don't feel like you know like trout Every scene he's in, I just can't take my eyes off him. Yeah, yeah. You know, He, know does, you he, he yeah. stands apart from the sort of rest of his companions. And I, with Jodie, as much as I like her, it just feels like she's on the same level as the companion. She doesn't stand out. I don't think, All oh, right, the Doctor's on screen now, look out. You know, I'm just not getting that, um, if you know
0: what I mean. I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, sometimes it's, it's easy to think that way in my opinion sometimes it's easy to think with your nostalgia goggles on you know previous doctors had that screen presence yeah i I remember a few episodes dude over the years where i thought uh, a couple that spring to mind for me is things like the tenant episode gridlock um or something like i don't know (sighs) I don't know the lodger from mm. Matt Smith. I, I'm just trying to pick out a few episodes here where I think those stories were, were okay and they were good, but I don't remember Matt Smith or Tennant having like amazing screen presence in those episodes. Mm. Every, I, I know what you're saying. Everything yeah. and kind and of I felt said, flat, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's, I, I do get what you're saying. Definitely. Uh, the way that jodie's been written for series 12 is an improvement for sure
6: oh definitely you know? and she's getting more s- screen time on her own as well which is definitely needed i think that's the thing i like her when she's not surrounded by the fam you know like when she's at the end scene when she's running off with tesla to do you know to hook up the uh, electricity beacon thingy at the end you know great stuff and i i think that's what we need more of is just the doctor being the Doctor, you know, on her own, she doesn't need to have that sort of fam around her all the time. I'd just like to see her standing out a bit more, I think. But yeah, they definitely yeah. are going down more down that road, um,
0: definitely. Do you know what we yeah. need, bud? I think we need a, a Doctor Solo story. I think well, it's like needed.
6: A, like a Heaven Sent.
0: Yes, or Midnight or something. I, th- I feel like we need something where all of the companions, not just one or two of them, all of the companions are... Somewhere else. No don't really care about the storyline around that. Mm. But we have a single story where it's just Jodie to really shine. Yeah. I feel that's that would be a good a good thing. Mm. De- but
6: they're, de- they're definitely developing Jodie and she's definitely developing a character. I'm as I said, I'm really starting to warm to her doctor, really starting to like her doctor. She still does a lot of that sort of out of breath acting and a lot of gawping but it's definitely <laughs> there is definitely a progression there for sure um yeah i uh, i mean the other nitpicks for this episode would be the sonic i'm afraid i know again it's a bit of a stuck record but stop using that blimming sonic to do all the readings <laughs> and everything get rid of that blimming sonic um and it's i'm not tying this to jody matt was the same too much sonic get stop <laughs> using it for get everything rid yeah that, that was one of the things i was shouting at the screen when i was drunk um but but i kind of i i kind of felt the same thing when i was watching it sober of um i do, I do get a bit fed up of that seeing that sonic waved around
0: No, i read you yeah
6: but that that's yeah, it yeah it's just those really were my only nitpicks with it i i thought the story was good the production was fantastic again mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant production um cast were really good you know a good bit of threat level as well you know that's one thing that's massively improved in series 12 is the monsters and threat level has been upped massively i think um and is gelling very nicely with the storytelling that they're trying to do so historical this week mixed with the bit of alien you know it's working quite well again <laughs> i
0: think yeah So yeah i feel like we've discussed doctor who in general <laughs> in terms of this episode it did have some really cool stuff in it. Like you said, the production side of things, as usual. Mm. Since Series 11, really, I think this is the best that Doctor Who's ever looked on
6: screen. Oh, it's incredible. Like the, even from the opening shot of Niagara yeah. Falls. and Yeah, it looks fantastic. However. Fantastical, as, uh, <laughs> however, as I think Edison's tellster said. Yeah. However.
0: However. There was something wrong with the focus, though.
6: Something wrong For with the, the focus? For the first
0: half of this story. Now, I, I did drunk? <laughs> well, I thought I was drunk for a minute. And I thought to myself, was I just really tired? Because I must admit, I didn't watch this when it went out at its broadcast time, because I was out. Right. So I didn't watch it until I got in later on in the evening. And I thought, oh, because sometimes I have that. If I'm tired, my eyes get a bit watery and stuff, or they, they just feel tired and I can't focus sometimes.
4: Mm.
0: So I thought, that's okay, because I'm going to watch it a second time at least anyway, for the review. But when i watched it the second time um last night wasn't too late uh it was out of focus was it some of the some of the scenes were out of focus and i thought to myself is this like a clever effect that they're doing here where they're
6: trying to do a sepia effect were they
0: well no it wasn't the color co- it wasn't the um color palette yeah it, like the color grading itself was fine it, it was it was it was fine but that because they've had they've a lot of tv series have done this before um in the last sort of two or three years i suppose and i don't think they went to the extreme of using it full on um anyone that knows what i'm talking about it's something called chromatic abrasion Mm. or aberration one of the two where they kind of especially towards the edges of the screen they create this kind of double vision blurred effect almost Mm. And it wasn't as extreme as that. I don't think it was an intentional thing, but certainly for the first half of the story, some of it was out of focus and wasn't as sharp as all the other episodes and, and most of this episode later on. Um, so I'm wondering if that was an intentional thing. Because at first I thought, yeah, am I tired? And then the second time I watched it, I thought, am I... is this an intentional effect where because it's back in time, it's a, it's a historical one back in time. Are they trying to kind of get across the this thing that it's not quite as in focus as if we were in the future or current times mm. because we're back. But then I thought, well, no, that doesn't. That's like breaking the fourth wall kind of
4: yeah.
0: thing going on. But there was definitely a problem, definitely a problem. And I thought, right, is it my Sky thing? So I thought, nope, I'm going to watch it on iPlayer. I didn't watch all of it, I watched like, I fast-forwarded to a few scenes where I really noticed it, and it's on there as well. So something's not quite right, and I'm, somebody might be able to answer this, but I don't know if it was an intentional effect, but definitely in the first half of the story, there's quite a few scenes where there's a blurring effect going on, and the scenes are not quite in focus.
6: Not crisp. I mean, I can't confirm it, because... Obviously, the first time I watched it, I was. Trying, every, it was clear to you. <laughs> it, yeah. But the second time I watched it on the iPlayer, and um, I don't know, is the iPlayer HD? Because it didn't look very clear, but I assumed it's because I was watching it on the iPlayer. But then thinking about it, should it be playing in HD on the iPlayer? Or is it not? I don't know. It should be in HD on iPlayer for sure. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, maybe you're right then, because I did think it looked a bit. Fuzzy, but that, I I assumed it's because I was watching it on um, the iPlayer and not through my TV. No, I, I didn't really HD, think mate. much yeah. about it at the time, but it's it's funny. I'm not just saying it because you've said it, but I did think it looked a bit fuzzy. But I just assumed it was because I was watching it on my
0: iPlayer. No, nah, dude, I oh. I felt the same, and that annoyed oh. that annoyed me a lot at the time because I thought oh. if it's an intentional effect, then fine, that's like a mm. design decision that's been made and that's all great. If it's not, that's annoyed me because. That the, the, the talent that they have working on the show and the quality, that there's no way that, sh, that should have... It, it, it's either a, a problem at the source, so with the lenses and the cameras when they're filming it, or yeah. it's a problem in post-production. And I don't know which one it is, if it is a problem, but that should no way have, have gone through. Mm. i um, have to wait till know. the
6: Blu-ray comes out and have a look and see yeah. if it's yeah. pin sharp or 4K even if they do it on
0: 4K. Yeah, I don't know.
6: Yeah, it's funny you say that, though. I do think that now, now you mention it. Mm. Somebody out there might know.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Let us know. Yeah. Um, Um, Still
6: a lot of exposition from Joe. Not a lot, actually, but that was the other little nitpick I had. There was still a couple of scenes, and that is definitely down to the script. They're still making her explain things, aren't they? Which, again, that needs to go. That needs to stop. We can see what's happening We don't need her to tell us everything. And the way she does it, she always moves her arms around, has to explain it. That's still bugging the hell out of me because that's the series 11 thing that's still that should have been ironed out by now. I feel Mm -hmm. all all this exposition and waving of arms. Um, There was still a little bit of that in this episode, which um, I'm afraid is going to bring the score down just a notch.
0: Yeah, there wasn't as much as last week.
6: Oh God, no! It was no, there it wasn't, wasn't a lot. There yeah. wasn't a lot, but it was st- it was still there. And I thought, oh come on, we should be we should be past this by now. Like, yeah, uh, it's a, it's one of those kinks
0: I would like to see ironed out. And my fear on that is it's becoming a staple of the show. And yeah, it, that's it, what I mean. Yeah, it, it's almost like you know, back in the day when you used to watch programs, that there was always something that you knew was coming every mm-hmm. single time you watch it. It's a bit like the A team. Those of you that remember the A-Team series, you knew that every single episode, they were going to be locked away somewhere, and they had to build something, and then you had the music kick in, and they constructed something, and then that was their, how they sort of escaped whatever. Escape, yes. You just Just knew that that was a staple of the show.
6: You just knew that they would get locked in the shed that just happened to have all the bits that they needed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the music would
0: kick in, and the montage, and away you went.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, talking about building things, I did like to see Jodie, because I love it when the Doctor builds things, and she did a bit of tinkering around the TARDIS console, didn't she, this week, and built that machine, and I liked all that, love it when the Doctor does that, when they build little gadgets, and she built that bracelet thingy, and loved all that stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. And also the TARDIS took a different uh, colour scheme again this week. I'm liking all that stuff, that they keep changing the, color of the TARDIS interior and things. So yes, I'm all for that. Different lighting. Just, yeah, that makes it much more interesting because I'm still not a massive fan of that set. Um, right, right. But it's nice to see them sort of doing different things with it and having different levels and stuff. That's, that's a, a good improvement, I think. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, why wasn't the Doctor wearing period costume? Like everyone else was, but she was in a regular costume. I thought that was odd. And a bit of a missed opportunity as well, because I think they, you know, like they did that variation of her costume as the Bond, you know, in the jacket. They could have done a cool variation of, you know, of of some, well, whatever century this is set. You know, what I mean, it could they could have done a a good sort of period costume variation <laughs> for her, but everyone
0: else was dressed in period costume. Do you know what, dude? That's a really good point. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. And as you're as you're saying it now, I'm thinking. Well that's okay because most doctors are they stay in their costume but they don't do they. I mean actually it's not really that it bugged me it's more the fact that I thought it was a bit of a mistrick so I thought
6: oh how cool would it have been if they'd done a sort of period costume of her of her regular costume or something
0: you know but it did yeah. it was a little bit odd. Yeah remember the Capaldi story where it was set in London a couple of centuries previous and it was about the 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 creatures under the Thames. The Thames had frozen over.
6: Yes, that's right. Um, yeah,
0: he was in period dress in that in that story.
6: Yeah, and, and the and the um, the eleventh Doctor story where he's got the bowler hat and all that. What was yeah, that? You know, the, the one uh, with um, Mr. Sweet, the creature.
0: Yes, yeah, he was in. He's
6: got the bowler hat and all that. They're in period costume, aren't they? Yeah. In that
0: one, I think it just um, depends on because there's some other stories like the Eccleston story when he goes back in time and it's got the ghosts that are using the gas, the dead people come back. Yeah, the unquiet dead. The unquiet dead. He's not in period dress there.
6: No. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's, say, weird, it's not isn't essential it? and yeah. it didn't bug me. I just thought it was a bit of a misopportunity. I thought, oh, that's, it's weird. <laughs> and also is there, yeah, like that. no one mentions it at all, do they? Like they're all just sat <laughs> on the train in their costumes and the doctor's. In a regular thing. I was waiting for Graham to make a
0: quip about it.
6: But he, yeah, yeah.
0: maybe it's a deleted scene. And every, yeah. as they're walking around New York, nobody bats an eyelid at no. the Doctor and what <laughs> she's wearing. It's kind of weird. It's almost like, yeah, she's not quite there. But I'll tell you what though, the costume design was really, uh, the, the companions looked really good in they their did. costumes. Like they I did. loved uh, 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 Graham's outfit very very dapper look very cool yeah, same as ryan actually, actually suited him. when mm. i first saw ryan i was like i'm gonna have to get one of those caps i think they look quite <laughs> stylish look pretty good
6: yeah that's what i mean the rest of the cast just look fantastic in their period costume i think that's the thing i just thought oh what a shame the doctor isn't that would have been yeah fun look really yeah. authentic
0: as well like yaz's costume mm. was good and the way they did her hair and stuff it all looked really good but the yeah. doctors just yeah i mean there must be a there must be a I, I, i'm sure that in 20 years time when the BFI are doing a special hmm. on this and we've got uh Nina Mativia there and stuff she'll be like well actually the reason why the Doctor's not in you know and they'll explain their thoughts behind it but is it, is it her first script for Doctor Who I believe so
6: yeah because yeah. I was gonna say for a first script I thought that was a, a good first script I re- as I said um you know I enjoyed it I thought it was a, a nice story um so it's good
0: yeah it's good um it's a first time script from her, yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about the skithra because a new monster, a new villain to who? A lot of people thought from the early trailer of series 12 that this monster was or related to the Rachnos. Well, I
6: assumed they were. Um, I mean, yeah. that's the thing with only having sort of watched this once properly, if you like. Um, I did wonder if I'd missed something like, was there anything Explaining that, or did it? Was it just that they looked similar?
0: Uh, I think they just look similar, dude. I think that's all there is to it. There's well, they no were very similar, yeah, really, like the face at least, yeah, so, yeah. So it turns out that I mean the the concept for the skither is very cool. That is like uh, arachnid, scorpion style uh, aliens and stuff, which look really good. And
6: uh, I love the design. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I just assume they were somehow related to those, uh, you know. Yeah. from the Ragnos because they did look similar yeah. um, and we got to see the Silurian blaster as well that was cool yep. now was that a bit of a mistake because the doctor says oh what well, have you got this alien gun well Silurians aren't technically alien That was a bit of a a plunk. bit of a
0: fluff there wasn't it a bit the, of a fluff there yeah. I
6: think yeah only a small one but yeah a bit of a fluff but yeah nice to see that little <laughs> thrown in just as a little Yeah. I, I think that might have been Chibbers because obviously he brought back the Silurians didn't he back in series 5 was it yeah, what do you? Yeah, did he say? Oh, by the way, just hovering Ooh. over, uh, what was the writer called? Nina. Yeah, Rob, over her shoulder, just oh, just plonk that gun in. <laughs> but it was cool because it, it also led people to think, start theorising that the Solerians might be back this week. So it's good to throw that little curveball in there.
0: I thought. Yeah. Mm. Well, this is Doctor Who after all, so you could mm. you could you could uh, say that there's a number of reasons why she called it alien. Maybe for. For the benefit of the companions who don't know what Silurians are at this point. To them, this is probably alien, isn't it? So it's Yeah. You know. But technically, you're right, they're not. And then the ship itself is Venusian. It's nice to to hear that word come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did like the
6: effect as well of it being um, you know, invisible in the sky and stuff. I thought that was all good stuff. Um I really liked the the monster this week the monster of the week if you like um what race are they i keep getting it wrong because i want to say what's that yeah uh, what were the the monsters you, you know you were saying they look a bit bit rachnos but they weren't they were what were they
0: uh Scythra. yeah
6: yeah i really liked really liked them i thought they were quite creepy and uh, you know the costumes looked fantastic i mean you'd never know that that was um anija monhindra <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. You'd never yeah. guess she was under all that, would you? And you ne- yeah. You'd never guess that was the Rani under that. What, a,
0: what a great performance I thought. Yeah, not at all, mate. I um, I thought she was great. Yeah. I knew she was going to be in this episode mm. and then it wasn't until she'd been in like more than a couple of scenes. I thought, well, we haven't seen Angelie yet. So oh hold on. And then, and I thought, I yeah, can't be her. That's not her. As a mm. skitter and then the next scene it was her eyes that gave it away i thought that's her but i didn't clock for the first because i thought she was going to pop up in the story at some point yeah but then no, I, clocked. I thought she was great yeah
6: really really good she really sort of threw herself into the part didn't she really sort of um really good like coming up against jody i thought they were great together
0: those two yeah yeah and it's um it's uh i think like the character of the rachnos as an actor, if you're gonna play that kind of monster and stuff, you just got to go for it. You've got go for it, yeah. Make it as alien and as weird and grotesque as possible. Really, mm. yeah, it was good. Uh, funny little story as well. A little behind the scenes thing. Apparently, Bradley Walsh uh, didn't recognise her at all. Oh, really? Even because he said like the makeup was so full on and heavy, mm. I wouldn't have known it was her. And even when she was talking to him. She had the makeup on, but she wasn't in character. He was still like, nah, "No, no, no." <laughs> so she had to, she had to go in her bag or something and get her phone and stuff and say, "Look, these are all the photos of me. It's, oh. it's, it's me." And he was like, "Bloody hell!" So that's quite interesting. At Bradley Walsh, because they worked together on Sarah Jane. They he, were,
6: yeah, I was thinking that he was the clown, he, wasn't he? The, in the, the clown. There.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But the makeup was it really was good. good it yeah. was
6: very good. I thought they yeah. looked. The design was really good, and the scorpion thing looked good. I, yeah, I really did think they'd done a good job with that.
0: Yeah. I think it's a good throwaway monster, as in I don't think we'll see them again. No, I wouldn't be
6: bothered if we didn't, but they worked very well in this story, I thought. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what do you think to the historical part of it? Because um, one of the things that really boosted up Series 11 Mm. was the historical stories. They were well-known, very reviewed very highly. This is another historical, um, Very uh, plays heavily on those factual characters. Uh, Tesla and Edison. What did you think from a historical point of view?
6: Um, I, I I thought it, I liked it because I, I'll be honest, I don't know an awful lot about either of those people, uh, apart from the very basics, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I think it's good. And it does, if it makes people look up the, the you know, uh, Tesla and Edison, I think it, it's important. So um, yeah, I didn't think it was too forced. Um, I thought it worked really well, actually. And I thought, as I said, the, you know, the two actors playing them were fantastic. I, I, as I said, I don't know a lot about either of the real um, Tesla and Edison. I know that some people said afterwards that they, um, you know, didn't sort of tell the true story or something, but I, I know that's always the case. I mean, there's only so much you can tell as well as fitting it into the narrative of a sci-fi show. Um, but was there controversy over something to do with Tesla? that they, they didn't set, show him doing something? I don't know. There was um, something that someone picked up on saying, you know, they didn't really do him justice. or something. I don't know. There, I just saw people
0: moaning about something on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But was it a
6: good representation of them in terms of the story, as far as you're concerned?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, my knowledge of the two of them is... Is basic. I know of mm. those two people and what they, co- what they came up with their inventions and what yeah. they tried to pioneer. I, I know that Tesla used to work for Edison when he was younger, but then he sort of branched off and wanted to do his own thing. So I know that there was definitely, um, some that they were definitely not best friends, put it that way mm. as they were trying to push their own respective, um, uh, inventions and stuff that they 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 honestly felt individually that what they were trying to do was going to help the world that's never in question but they were just you know they were they just had different agendas basically similar ideas but
6: yeah they were going down the same road but mm. just different different way of going about it i i just heard there was some controversy over something but I i just don't know what it was about um but what why did the doctor keep twice called tesla a big fat liar i i don't know if i oh, missed something because yeah. as i said i only watched this once properly and did what, what was that about why did she say that
0: to him twice at the beginning um that's because she had asked him if he'd seen anything weird oh and he right, said no even though he had seen like the floating orb i get you, you
6: know he, oh yeah that's pretty obvious now i think about it okay yeah.
0: uh, which was called something uh the the thasos the thasor the thasor orb which was mm. another race that the doctor had recognised. Another one of those little, oh, I know these guys. They're an ancient, you know, race and whatever. So still yeah. don't, we still don't know too much about those guys. But, um, yeah, so I think that was it. I think it was, uh, yeah. And also he he came clean as well. When they got to his his lab, Um, he had said that he had sent a message off to Mars or something, mm. but he was unaware that they had replied, which ended up being a Scythra. And he didn't tell the doctor that either. So, I think because he thought it was just no consequence to it because he didn't hear anything back, he assumed it was a wasted thing, it wasn't um, worth mentioning. So, yeah,
6: that's yeah. all it was. Yeah, no, that May says that, I just couldn't. I thought it was alluding to something else. Like, but yeah, no, that that does make sense now I think about it. Uh, yeah. But in yeah, the, in, in terms of
0: accuracy, it was all there. It was all good. Like the location at Niagara Falls, where he mm. tried to do all that stuff, and his ideas about wireless technology and. And all that stuff that was all there, and the relationship with Edison and Edison's um, uh, uh, workshop and factory and his DC current and everything that was all, as far as I know, that was all pretty much there.
6: And look, looking at the actual an actual photo of Warden Clive Tower, is that how you say? It? Oh, the
0: Tesla Tower.
6: Yeah, yeah, they did a very good recreation. That I mean, that building they were running away from looks exactly the same mm-hmm. as this photo. I mean, I, this is long gone, right? They didn't film. I assume that that building that they used is just very similar, or maybe it was all CGI, I don't know. But when they were running away from it, it looks exactly the same as this photo of the actual building that I'm looking at now. So the recreation was very good. I assume it's all gone, this um, tower and that. I don't think it was there for them to film it. I don't know. But anyway, it looked, it all looked very good and authentic.
0: Yeah, so, the, yeah, so that was demolished long time. long time ago. I was going to say, effect. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, basically he got closed down at some point, so you know that was demolished and is now you know I think that's like nearly a hundred years ago. Or maybe. It's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that was all CG. It was it was pretty good representation. That was good.
6: Yeah, I just thought that that scene of him running away, I thought it just looked like the actual real thing. I was like, that's well done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right, yo. Let's rattle through a few characters then. We've spoken about most of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, uh, what about um, Tesla's assistant then, Dorothy? Oh, yes. Yeah, actually, I'd forgotten about Dorothy. Yeah, played by Hayley McGee. I haven't heard mm. of her before, but she was um, she was quite good. Yes,
6: yeah, she was. Sorry, I'll just pause because I thought I'd seen her in something else, but I, I don't know what. Um, yeah, I thought she was good, and I don't know about you, but because of the way she played the part, I almost felt like, is she at some point going to turn out to be working for the main baddie? I don't know. Cause she sort of had this slight side to her that I felt like she could turn out to be a villain. I don't know why, but t- t- was that just me? Um, cause she obviously didn't, there was nothing, there was no other side to her, but I thought she was good. Yeah. I, d- I did. think she gave a nice performance. I, d- I was just waiting for her to switch and say like, yeah, I was working for him all along. And you know, <laughs> cause there was a couple of scenes where she just seemed disapproving of, um, of Tesla and Edison and stuff. I just felt there maybe was something else going on there, but yeah, didn't turn out to be so, but yeah, yeah she was
0: good. She was good. Good performance. She was good. Mm. Actually. Yeah. And she also had this, um, uh, a good, there was a good few scenes on cause she ends up going off with, um, Ryan. Is it Ryan or Yaz? She ends up going off with one of those for a good chunk of the story. Mm. Um, and she kind of held her own a little bit as well. Yeah. So pretty strong performance, which was good.
6: Yeah. No, I thought she was she was decent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then we had um, uh, some of the people that worked for Edison ended up being kind of projected by the Scythra, but as mm-hmm. the you know the people they killed and their monstery looking expressions and facial expressions were kind of good. Um, you know, like the guys that were chasing the Doctor. They, yes, they were basically yeah. people yeah. that the skitter had killed, but they were using their image, I suppose. Nothing yeah. amazing there, but you know, not too bad. No,
6: but I was going to say they were all decent because I think sometimes it's, characters like that can stand out as being a bit, oh dear, he wasn't very good. Or, you know, even if it's a tiny, it's easy to get those sort of things wrong. But yeah, I, I just thought they all seemed to be giving a good performance. Mm-hmm. They all sort of fitted in and didn't stand out as being bad at all.
0: Yeah. 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 no. And then we've spoken, of, we've spoken about uh, Robert Glenister, Goran Viznich.
6: I thought both God. of them were very strong. Very both strong. of them, I thought, yeah. really gave good
0: performances. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Uh, spoken about Mandip Tosin and Bradley Walsh. Yeah, Given our views on those uh, in terms of the series and this episode. And Jodie, I think just to round off with Jodie, I think we can agree that she's being written for uh, much improved from Series 11. Still, those little nuggets of exposition aren't quite... Mm. quite needed she is a bit sterner a little bit firmer I still think we've got more I still think we've got better stories and performances for Jodie I still think there's there's better ones out there
6: yeah she's fit she's settling down really nicely I think but there's I definitely feel there's definitely more to give more to come from her um, in terms of performance, but yeah, she was good, very good. Yes. Yeah, just just stop giving her all that exposition. I feel sorry for her more than anything. I feel sorry for Jodie having to deliver that sort of clunky dialogue when she does get it. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, there was only a tiny bit in this story, but um, just every time she gets it, I feel she must get scripts to go. Oh, is the like you said? Oh, is the bit where I have to explain it all? Oh, here we go. Right, you know, it's hard to do that in a fresh way each time so yeah but she was good I liked Jodie in this one I thought she was yeah she, she's rattling along very nicely as the doctor at, at the moment yes
0: yeah mm-hmm. uh, one last thing on my notes buddy uh, mm-hmm. again I didn't hear any strong themes in the music it feels like um uh, Sagan Akinola who had some really good stuff in series 11 has kind of been told to rein it in a bit it feels like it feels like this is just they may as well just got some stock music
6: I I felt the same. In fact, that's my last note on my pad as well. Is the music? Um, I I think he's got he's got a bit stale. Um, it, there was there was nothing that stood out. There was there was this really horror type music when the sort of monster appeared mm. that was used three times. I think I don't know if you know the bit I mean. It was almost like it's just a load of violin screeching yes. like a real yep. horrible, mm-hmm. which is great the first time. But by the third time, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, you know, I I don't know. I hate to say it because I do like his music, but it is starting to feel a little bit um, repetitive, um, especially that particular sound, that synth sound that he keeps using. Whenever there's a quiet scene, he just uses that. It's really going to be hard for me to explain, but hopefully listeners will know what I mean. Just the sort of same sound. It's just like, it's that sort of quiet music that he does. Every time there's a conversation, it's just that sort of it is yeah. just uh, that building yeah. synth that he just uses and it's it's the same sound it's becoming really boring you yeah. know yeah it's like get another keyboard yeah i mean we'll the, get another sound do something
0: yeah it would have been yeah. part of the budget obviously to hire Segan mm-hmm. and for him to do and that and
6: yeah i sound like i'm being
0: a bit harsh on it because i do
6: like his stuff but you do i hopefully you know what i mean
0: exactly mate yeah that's what i'm trying yeah. to say it's like it would yeah. have budgeted quite a lot for him to for his time to to compose all the music and then to record it with musicians and orchestra, whatever. Mm. But if, if this is the result, they, that money would have been well spent on other things. And they just got some stock music. Uh, in it. Because it was cool because when we left Murray Gold behind, Murray Gold came up with some of the best TV music ever in Doctor Who. And I still listen to Doctor Who's music every day. I love some mm-hmm. of that stuff, but we both agreed that it was time for a change yeah definitely you know and it's and some of segan's work in series 11 is really lovely it's some really good stuff in there but i feel like he needs to also stand his ground a little bit and and kind of innovate with the music as well as all the story stuff they're doing as well um because yeah it just just doesn't have any impact the last two episodes it's just felt very much like stock music
2: yeah.
6: yeah, it's it's because it is the same themes, the same, exactly, it does sound like the same synthesizer. I mean, that's the thing with Murray. He he obviously had a whole orchestra and he would utilize that. So you'd get like choral, you know, bombastic brass bands to pianos. You'd get lots. Segan, uh, absolutely, you know, it's nice to have a different change. It's nice to pr- bring it down to a much more sparse sound. I like it, but it is becoming... Yeah, very much like you said, it could that, that particular piece of music that I'm on about, that particular synth sound that he uses, it like you said, that could be from any episode and it's becoming very repetitive now. Um, I'd like to hear, even if you use the same theme or the same music, at least use a different sound or piano or something,
0: something, yeah, instead yeah. of
6: that synth mm-hmm. which he keeps using. Yeah, it's becoming very repetitive. Um, so yeah, I agree. It, the things that did stand out stood out for the wrong reasons. I was I was sat there thinking, oh, this music again could be stock music. Yeah, it could be from any of Series 11. Yep. So, yeah, I agree with you about the music.
0: Yep, come on, Sagan. Tell Up them. Your game a little bit. Sorry. Yep, tell him you want, you want more stuff in there. You want more music. Mm. Or you're out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably being
6: a bit harsh because there's nothing particularly wrong with it. Just If
0: anything, it was just a bit boring. Oh, exactly, yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's just not enough of it yeah <laughs> yeah right scores buddies you to go first yeah
6: I'm going for a 7.5 this week I thought it was decent decent just I was between a seven I was around about a seven all the way through it really it was just a, a decent nothing amazing but good um I enjoyed it though but uh I've put a point five on there because I I thought maybe seven was just a little bit low
0: but Right, yeah. I read you. 7.5. Okay. 7.5. Okay, I am going with a 7.
6: A 7, okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: for the reasons I said initially, really. I think it's a, a good, enjoyable episode. There's just something missing uh, overall. Uh, and I I feel like that's a recurring theme. Because mm. um, with the exception of a few little nuggets here and there, I'm really struggling to... I just know what's going to happen in a year's time, two years time when we're talking about Jodie's era and series 11 and 12. I'm really going to struggle to pick out like big kind of um, uh, big events that have happened and big cool things that are happening throughout the episode. All we're going to say is, yeah, it was a bunch of good, enjoyable middle of the road episodes. So, Mm -hmm. And the companions thing is starting to, you know, either either bring the arc into it, like we said earlier, bring a bit of Moth style arc into it, and give us something to latch onto, um, or don't. Just don't bother with it. Just have all these individual Monster of the Week stories. But if you're going to bring the arc into it, you're running out of time, basically. Mm. Uh, so I just don't want this episode to fall on its ass at the end. It's like I don't want it to be at the end, and we're like, ah, oh, all this stuff had such potential. It could have been amazing, but you know, it's fallen flat. So.
6: Yeah. And we wanted to be we want episodes that we reach for like you still don't own Series 11 because it's just nothing you're bothered about rewatching. No. And we don't want another series of that because as much as I like Spyfall, um I'm still not bothered about going back and rewatching it yet. You know what I mean? I've seen it, it was good. Um but I'm not reaching to, oh I really feel like I need to watch Spyfall again tonight. I'm not at that point. Um so yeah, we don't want a series of episodes that are just good yeah. episodes but I'm not bothered about watching them again.
0: Yeah. 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 And I thought this one was good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was a good episode. So
6: yeah. yeah. And I would rewatch it. Yeah. At some point, but I'm not itching to rewatch it. Hmm.
0: Cool. Right. So what did our lovely listeners think? We had a bunch of audio clips in. Oh, Let's that's good. kick off with Sammy from down under.
5: G'day Gary and Adam. Sammy teen here. So Nikola Tesla's night of terror. My dad is a mechanical engineer. He spent most of his life working with electricity and he loves Tesla. I suggested to him that he watch this episode. I'll be interested to see what he thinks of it. Speaking of my parents, we used to watch ER together and loved Dr. Luka Kovac as played by Goran Visnjic. Sorry if I butchered that slightly. The same actor who plays Nikola Tesla. It was great seeing him again. The Scythera was okay. Edison was good. I liked Miss Skerritt. I give it... Eight alternating currents out of ten. See ya.
6: An eight. Alternating currents, that's good. I wonder
0: what her dad thought of it. hope he enjoyed it. Yeah, I imagine there were lots of people that are in the biz mm. and thought, ah, that's good, or no, that's not. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> it'll be good, yeah. Okay, kicking off with an eight. Really cool. Uh, right, let's move over. This is Lewis Palmer. Hello to the Big Blue Box
5: podcast. Uh, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. I really... Really loved it quite a bit, actually. It um reminded me of something like the Shakespeare Code, which I have immense nostalgia for. Took me right back to being a kid, watching Doctor Who learning about these learning more about these historical figures through uh through the prism of a wow written uh, and genuinely engaging sci-fi story i thought all the characters are really likeable really well written i thought all the performances were excellent uh, particularly nikola tesla he was excellent um jodie Whitaker as the doctor so good when she um went to rescue Yaz. she uh, went aboard the ship uh, to rescue Yaz. that was just that was the character i've loved since i was five there's oh that was just so good the music was excellent i just loved it it's One of my favourites of this era so far. My favourite of Series 12 so far. Yeah, I just really thought it was excellent. Um, See you next time, guys. Uh
0: Lewis loving it, yeah. Uh, Yeah, a lot of love from Lewis there. Fair play if you like that one, Lewis. All good. Uh, Moving on. Martin Arnold.
1: Nicholas Tusko's Night of Terror was good, but not great. Um, The only thing that really laid down was the villain was not as exciting as I had hoped, given that you were dealing with, you know, Mr. Tesla and um, Mr. Edison. So I thought they'd come up with something super special. Um, and these are more historical characters that the show is um, sort of bigging up, which I think is, is cool. You know, we love to learn in Doctor Who. That's what it's always been about. Um, the pacing was fantastic. The pacing so far for all these episodes has been superb. I thought the side sidecasts were great. The guy playing Tesla was fantastic. Donald Trump as Edison was good value as well. Um, Bit of a ding dong at the end. Uh the fam were fun and Jodie as the doctor, I think, has absolutely hit her stride. Not too quirky, lots of warmth, really enjoyable. So um it's I'm just I'm loving it so far. Uh this is not the strongest episode, but you know, that's that's the way it goes with these seasons. Seven out of ten. Cheers.
0: Seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, Martin. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, mate. Uh, this is uh, a fairly recent reviewer sent in a review last week this is Craig Bryce
2: Hi guys, hope you well so Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror I like the title Um, not too bad actually a lot better than last week's but I do have a couple of issues the first one is the companions I felt they didn't really have a lot to do in this story apart from stand there and talk Um, this story really did show that it is overcrowded and I think they could do with getting rid of a companion I mean there's he was going around that's going to be Yaz which I think will help I feel sorry for Yaz really if they'd have handled a character like Mickey Smith like only appearing in an episode or two of a series it would have really helped a character and especially next week with it being the Dadoon the police force so I think that could have actually really worked and been present day Earth uh, the villains I do like them the CGI was brilliant but I felt the scorpions didn't really suit this story um, I felt when there was in the human form I thought that was a lot more effective and suited it Um Overall, not bad, 6.5 out of 10. If you really do like Nikola Tesla, by the way, and this story, I do recommend Series 3 of Jago and Lightfoot, absolutely brilliant. Cheers, guys, I'll speak to you next week, bye.
0: Oh, nice one. Lovely. Uh, the Jago and Lightfoot stuff was really good. I've got the first box set of that, you know.
2: Yes, I was
6: going to say, I've got, um, I've got the first two, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, I really must pick that back up. Thanks mm. for a reminder, Craig. Very cool. And lastly, this is that cheeky chappy who's been with us for a while now, Mr. Alex Kingdom.
3: Ah. Hello, Gary and Adam of the Big Blue Box Podcast. How are you guys doing? Uh, what uh, episode of Doctor Who, uh, The Terrifying Night of Nikola Tesla, or something along the lines of that, was... It, it's just cracking story, cracking historical. All the characters worked for me, especially the Doctor... Uh, Jodie Whittaker's brilliant now, I just I'm really interested did in all the companions and something to do and I really appreciated that they were in appropriate clothing uh, for the time period. And I think um, the people playing Nicholas Tesla and um, Ed Thomas Edison were fantastic. It's the first time since Vincent van Gogh that I've actually felt that the people playing those historical characters were those historical characters for me? It's been that it's been that long that I've really been invested in the the historical character. And let's talk about the villain quickly. The Skithra, uh, the actual scorpions look really good. The CGI, however, I was let down by the Skithra Queen's design. However, the person that played, Ronnie, in the Sarah Jane Adventures, I cannot pronounce her name, were did a great job as the Skithra Queen. And that scene between the Doctor and the Skithra was brilliant uh overall i'm going to give this episode an eight out of ten let the good times roll next week with we vene patel's uh, fugitive of the June, and i'll catch you guys next week see ya.
0: cheers alex eight out of ten mm. good stuff uh right that was the audio clips thank you so much guys for sending that stuff in really appreciate you taking the time to record that it sounds very cool uh thank you as always we had a few over on twitter Uh, amazing librarian says uh, that was much better than last week a proper story with a beginning and an end Uh, good character, scary monsters and tears at the finish Mm, tears our writer Jordan Shortman I really enjoyed it Uh, Goran Visnijic oh crikey Mm -hmm. Uh, it was fantastic as Tesla and it was great to see him acting again after playing uh, Flynn in Timeless uh, another time travel show uh, the aliens were brilliant and i had to keep reminding myself that it was rani under all the makeup uh, yeah. another great episode rick moran from the doctor appreciation society gave it an eight out of ten a solid uh, good romp my main problem was that ada and nor had to have their memories wiped but two of the most famous inventors in history didn't yeah i did think that an annoying inconsistency mm. uh, but he really loved the oi acdc uh, a bit yeah. from graham which is cool uh, jessica awesome uh, awesome jess uh, i loved it especially graham uh, he had some great lines and yaz she was fantastic he'd given a lot to do goran as tesla was wonderful his reaction to the tardis was hilarious i actually dude that reminds me his take on the bigger on the inside was really cool
6: oh yes it was that yeah, was a good moment yeah
0: yes how did he word it i can't remember but he it was quite a, it was a more scientific way like the internal dimensions transcend the exterior, or something like that.
6: That's right. It yeah, was yeah.
0: Very, very cool. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Very cool. Uh, sorry, Jessica. You go on to say that his reaction was hilarious. A lot of action kept uh, kept me on my toes. Uh, nine Tesla coils out of ten. <laughs> Michael Herbert, uh, a sound historical that hopefully will people uh, give people a greater appreciation of Tesla's work in the way that I learned something about Marco pa- Polo. And the Aztecs, when I watched the serials back in 64. Uh, Nathan, Silent Nerd, C137. I loved, uh, I loved it. What a start to the story with the train sequence. Goran gave an incredible performance as Tesla. Uh, Jodie was incredible and loved her in her scenes with Tesla. Nine out of ten. Cool. Uh, Mark Renshaw. I enjoyed it. My only gripe is the show is more like Timeless these days than Doctor Who. And the main Hoovian aspect of the season, the Timeless Tile slash Gallifrey, has been conveniently forgotten.
6: Actually, you know, we are very Earth based <laughs> at the minute.
0: We are. So there's another Thinking person that's mentioned Timeless. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, Zombie Who 97 <laughs> uh, says, "Believe it or not, I thought this was a step down from Orph- Orphan 55." Ooh. Uh, I, I thought that was good. Uh, and this was just boring. The directing was pretty poor, with weird close ups and badly shot actions at the beginning, action scenes at the beginning. The Queen was a very poor villain and almost laughable. I'm, I've been very positive of this series so far, and I've given every episode an eight before. But Nikola Tesla, I sadly feel, is a five out of ten. Oh, oh really? dear. Uh, Edward Gilully. An enjoyable historical with a good performance and decent villains, eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh Dav Ross, loved it, guys. Not perfect, still too much exposition, but a full story, the build up and paid off. Great characters, which you cared about, and good acting and wonderful costumes. An eight out of ten. Mm. Uh, DW Sebling. Fine episode, in my opinion. Not the worst, not the best. Middle of the road, seven out of ten. Spencer, happy birthday,
6: sorry, just for a moment. Happy birthday, D.W. Sibling. Oh, I'm that's true. pretty sure it's yes. his birthday as this podcast goes out,
0: yeah. It's his birthday either today we're recording or Friday. It's probably Friday, mate. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, happy birthday, mate. Uh, Spencer Shively says, thought uh, one of the... This one was great. Loved the actor who played Tesla and how the aliens were sort of like a galactic version of Edison, stealing all of the tech for their own purposes. Uh, Queen was sort of meh, but not the worst villain we've seen. Uh, Elisa CG was good. Eight Tesla cores out of ten. Who else do we have here? Blair Donnelly. I enjoy historical episodes. Always good when you learn something. It was well-paced. Enjoyed Jodie's performance. Graham Ryan worked well. Uh, goes on to give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua van der Slyes or van der uh, it was a good historical but we just didn't get any standout moments from the gang or anything extra from Tesla or Edison the Alien of the Week was just bland at best it was disappointing after a year of waiting only good thing was the soundtrack oh, really somebody oh. else mentioned the music as well didn't they are we missing something mm. dude are, are we missing yeah I don't yeah, know don't know <laughs> Time Lord 0902 says something when the supporting cast were way better than the main cast uh, interesting opening. Then the miscast cosplayer shows up. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Gave it a two. A two. Two out of ten. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, and I think we just had a couple more. Who else did we have? Uh, uh-huh. uh, Gallifrey, Forever 97. Reese. Oh, Reese. Had a lot of fun with this episode. The acting uh, was off the chain. For Goran and Angeli Mahindra, bringing to life well uh, devolved characters and villains. Great balance between action and quiet moments. Uh, genuinely didn't have any issues with this one. Favorite episode thus far. Um, Joe Bowers. I, sh- I thought that was the same person then, uh, because it looks to me like Reese and Joe have got the same picture in their Twitter profile, just reversed oh is it <laughs> anyway joe bowers bowers zero zero says really enjoyed this one all of the guest characters were amazing um but goran and Angeli were the highlights uh the skithrat were terrifying and look creepy and i felt that jody's uh this was jody's best performance gives it a nine nine uh who else uh plainly absolutely brilliant uh uh the episode is easily my favorite um uh from series 13 uh series 12 uh Jodie's acting were with the Scythra Queen when she asks if she destroyed a planet is phenomenal. Goran is always uh, fantastic, and the TARDIS fam were great. Uh, P.S. Eek, the Silurian gun. Mm. Uh, and then lastly, we had Sarah Louise, a running Hoovian, Always running. Always running. Uh, she says, I enjoyed this one. I prefer Doctor Who episodes that reference history, and this was executed well at 8 out of 10. Ah, nice. And we had a few on Facebook. Uh, Aaron Lamb, interesting premise, uh, repurposing alien technology. Uh, Tesla was stellar, some great interplay among the cast, gives it an eight. Daniel Hickey, episode looked great, the fam and extended cast, all great, villains were fantastic, but something still missing for me. Mm. Uh, bad guys got away again. Mind wipes in Spyfall, but not here. Have a feeling not all series, season 11 and 12 characters are coming back at the end of this. Middle of the road, 6.5. Mm. Uh, David Mackin after struggling terribly with last week's episode I found this a breath of fresh air fantastic supporting cast a great cinematography and a strong story 8 out of 10 Jamie Ackerley I love seeing how much positivity the episode is getting on Twitter for me not as strong as Orphan 55 uh, the sheer delight and relish uh, Anjali Mahindra had with the Scorpion Queen was wonderful 6.5 Charlie Turner best episode of the series so far I just really wish that the Sonic uh, wouldn't have saved the day That's one of my least favourite aspects are nine. Andrew Boland. I liked Orphan 55 more. It seems to have all of the elements of a good tale, but just didn't come together. Uh, Middle was very slow, and Graham has become the comic relief. Jodie was very good in many aspects, uh, as were the guest cast. Scorpions look great. Um, uh, Was it a bit dull, just like the colour filter they use on the current series? Is it even in HD? Didn't look like it. Mm. i'm glad someone else has mentioned that because i yeah. really think i'm losing my mind with it
6: no i think you might be
0: right yeah jason gray i guess the doctor is going just to start killing baddies now question mark did she kill them i don't think she killed any of them did she she just she
6: just sent them back she sent them she? back. Well, yeah. actually that's the point hang on she sent the she sent the main one
0: back what happened to the other ones I need to watch Mm, it again. They were kind of just at
6: the door, weren't they?
0: Yeah. Uh, Chloe Mm. Anderson, a vast improvement from last week, although I did find it took a while to get going. Loved the Lazarus slash Ragnos hybrid aliens. Mm. But Rani has definitely let herself go. Um, (laughs) Eight out of ten. Vincent Price, the episode reminded me of the Ragnos from Tenant. I wonder if they're related. Must be possibly, and lastly, Jeff Waddle a uh, a belter of a pseudo historical, nothing hugely original, but the acting of the leads rates this one up to a nine out of ten. And if it encourages people to go and look up Tesla and company, then even better. Mm, Yes, uh, mainly strong figures for this one, dude. I think the overall average score is about an eight,
5: yeah, by the sound of it, yeah,
0: which is good. Next week, what we got.
6: Next week, so the Jaduna back. Um, we've been. This has been. Feels like it's been coming a long time, is not it? Since we saw those promo pics. Uh, Fugitive of the Jadoon next week.
0: Fall, fall, show, low, fall, low, fall, low, show. <laughs> is what you were trying to say? I think. Yeah, that's what that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, next week a Jadoon story. So some familiarity in Doctor. Who. We'll see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, though, I think we'll wrap there, dude. For two five two. Indeed. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for sticking with us here at the big blue box podcast i hope you enjoyed episode 252 not getting the character toys mate i'm just not no you're not (laughs) i'm just not getting them the license needs to go over to someone else for sure
6: i'm gonna get yeah. you a grand one yes
0: and um my home. yeah and i'm gonna uh, check out the um the dark universe big finish story that looks really cool yes yeah do yeah yep. uh, thank you all for your thoughts and reviews on uh, this week's review episode nicola tessa's night of terror our scores are a seven ten point five ultimately very well received so that's good don't pay attention to the ratings and all that jazz stuff too much uh we're not in uh act territory just yet no uh next week uh fugitive of the jadoon looks very interesting so we can't wait to check that out and give you your thoughts we'll I'll be asking for your thoughts and review and reviews next week so on monday look out on the socials for that because we love hearing your thoughts and reviews on that um, in the meantime head over to the website bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all of our episodes on there plus you can check out all of the cool articles that our writing team put out loads of reviews on big finish and other bits and bobs so go and check that out there's also links to go off to the various podcast networks so make sure you drop a subscription on whatever app you listen to podcasts on so that you don't miss our show when it lands every single friday and if you have a minute for a rating or review that would be amazing because it helps us out so much We're on the socials as well, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just do a search for The Big Blue Box Podcast. You'll find us on there. We chat Doctor Who throughout the week, so join in uh, the chit-chat around there. And my co-host, make sure you check out his YouTube channel, The Geek's Handbag. Yeah, The Geek's Handbag. Make sure you give Adam a sub over there. Plenty of videos to keep you busy. Just grab a cuppa and go and have a browse around his YouTube channel. Loads and loads of very, very cool Videos over there, and Adam is also on the socials under the same oh, name. I love the socials under the same name. The Geeks Handbag. So just give <laughs> I do him love a to chat. <laughs> he does love to chat, especially when he's drunk. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yes, when Drunken he's not yelling at the trees. television, of course. Yeah. A bit of piano <laughs> and a bit of geekery over there. We will see you next week. Until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. Hey, remember. Hey. Hey.